0: Talk Live. You can dial in toll free and bring up whatever you want at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com joining you tonight. It's Ian, JJ, and Mark. All right, so you can take control of the airwaves, and we're going to go right into you and your thoughts. We'll start out, and by the way, coming up still, the Social Security story that I promised you last night, but we didn't get a chance to uh, to touch. So let's go to George first in Massachusetts. George, you're on Free Talk Live.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: How's it going?
1: Good, 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 thanks. What's on your mind tonight, George? Yeah, I just wanted to call in. I've been um, staying in touch with Jay Noon there about uh, what was happening over in Palmer. That's the gentleman uh,
0: who is having, uh, it was having his home threatened, and I guess still living under the threat of having his home taken from him, uh, being evicted from it for not paying property taxes, well, pretty much ever uh, since he purchased it. We all, the three of us, actually all went down there uh, to help defend his his home from being taken. And it's now been over a couple weeks since that happened, maybe close to three, and he has not yet been kicked out of his home. So that's a little good news.
1: That is good news. And um, on a uh, kind of a sad note, I, I heard you mention about a vigil. And uh, tomorrow there's going to be a memorial from 8.30 to 10.30 at the... I think it's called the Cheshire uh, Court in Keene, uh, where the gentleman, Thomas Ball, the um, the veteran, uh, immolated himself. I'm sure yeah, I'm that's right. That. There that's was right.
0: a gentleman about—it's actually been almost an entire month now. Tomorrow will be the, the first month since Thomas Ball uh, set himself on fire out in front of the Cheshire County Courthouse here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. The reason uh, for our listeners that maybe haven't heard the story is that he spent approximately a decade of his life Going through just a, a nightmarish uh, court situation where uh, the short version. I mean, it was hard to do a short version of this, but uh, there was an incident with him and one of his kids. He's got three kids, and and he unfortunately did uh, strike one of his children in a moment of uh, where he just you know he lost control. I think it was discipline, and, uh, but you know, not not good discipline. Just, I would say it was a poor choice on his
2: part. Yeah, that's what I'd Certainly. say.
0: And uh, but it, what he did didn't deserve what happened to him, and that is that uh, his wife at the, at the, at that time had called the Monadnock family services uh not it's not a government agency it's a private agency but they get government money and as i understand it And he, she'd asked what to do in this case uh, about you know what had happened with her her daughter being hit by by him, and they said, well if you don't call the police, we're going to have you arrested. You 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 could be arrested. Yeah, you'll be arrested for
2: child abuse if you don't call the police. Right.
0: So she was scared by what they had said to her, which by the way was a lie apparently on their part. Yeah. The Uh, police
2: said it was mistake to. uh, The police later said it was a mistake to have arrested him at all.
0: Right. But of course, a lot of police departments around the country have this mandatory arrest policy where if some officer is called to a place for domestic violence call then it's It's policy that they make an arrest. Even if both of the people at the domestic violence call say, look, look, you know, we overreacted. This is no big deal. We're okay now. Everything's fine. Please leave. The officers have to leave with somebody in handcuffs. So they arrested uh, Tom Ball. And that began this chain of events uh, that led to a divorce proceeding. It led to uh, during that, you know, him having his kids taken from him and then spending the next decade or so trying to actually see his kids on an unsupervised basis, which the court refused to allow until he he would meet with counselors who were representing the very same organization that had given his wife at the time right. bad information. So he
2: was reasonably upset with them.
0: Right, he felt like they were biased against him, and that they're... he tried
2: to meet with them, but they they said, "Well, we're not going to meet with you until you straighten up your attitude, Mister."
0: That's correct. So until so basically, it was a big game of pass the buck. Uh, the court refused to make any decision in the case regarding whether he could see his kids or not uh, unsupervised before he they wouldn't make that decision unless he went and met with these people that he didn't want to meet with he right. wanted the, the court to make the, the decision but but the the charges were all dropped this guy had no charges he was not c- convicted of having done anything correct he was found not guilty as but i but he still couldn't it. see his kids right and so over a decade of this after just he just pushed got pushed push too far and he decided that he was about ready to go to jail because he couldn't make child support payments because he had lost his job yep. And it's, it wasn't that he never made the payments. He was making payments. Then he lost his job and was unable to make the payments at that point. And you know, his ex-wife was taking him to court based on that. She had demanded that the court place an order on him to pay up or get put in jail. And he didn't want to go to jail. Because so, how the hell are you going to pay back the child support if you're in a jail cell? That's
3: right. Debtor, debtor's prison at then.
0: And so rather than go to court and then go to jail and rather than have to continue to deal with this he decided to take his own life by setting himself ablaze outside of the courthouse at approximately five thirty one one afternoon, approximately one month ago. So with that said, George, it sounds like you're coming up to the memorial uh, tomorrow morning.
1: Yeah, I've, I've actually got my uh, my children myself on a uh, custody uh, issue, um, so I'm, I'm trying to um, kind of uh, – they're at the age where I'm not going to be, be able to be there. But, however, I can say that there are gentlemen coming up from um, – from Massachusetts, and certainly there's been men from New Hampshire who have been affected by these um, private laws, these policies, and um, I think the larger issue, uh, and one of the gentlemen coming up, he just came back from Afghanistan, he's actually Tom Ball's uh, uh, sergeant that he reported to in the Massachusetts National Guard, Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, and he's also had a custody issue, and of course, uh, people uh, would never join the service myself, but I can... those folks get affected a lot by these whole these whole custody policies but the larger issue that's happening as you have just uh, astutely said is you're taking life liberty and property without due process and i don't mean the administrative or uh, or the legislative uh... due process that comes from from an agency because you know maybe they even go through their procedures or whatever and, and but that has nothing to do with the law of the land and the, and what was originally you know intended with the whole idea of the magna carta et cetera and uh... Uh, so even if you look at it down at the you know the common law, how we treat each other, um, basis of the true judiciary, which was always 12 people that knew you, that knew your character, that mm. knew who you were, you're, you're not getting that. You're getting yeah. these, um, these policymakers, as you guys uh, always uh, bring well, up. And the juries that, uh, are
0: stacked with people that are just ignorant. They don't, uh, you know, they don't know what freedom is about. They certainly are not your peers. And in many cases, they're people that are very, very... Uh, they have quite an allegiance with the government, with the idea of the state. Right.
3: The, the big problem I have is obviously the policies and, and the de facto law. And the difficulty it is to change that or to challenge that because it isn't some legislative matter. You'd, you'd have to either have someone in charge of that, that institution, whether it's the, the city council in charge of the police department or whoever's in charge of the sheriff's office. You know, you'd have to go to them and the, the accountability, as we found here in New Hampshire, is just uh, a joke. You call uh, the administrative judge to uh, complain about something, and, and they'll just continually uh, turn you down and just give you the runaround. So there's, there's really no no accountability. There's no real way to challenge these sort of things, straight uh, uh, aside from getting arrested and then perhaps appealing it to maybe the Supreme Court. or well, there,
0: I think there's another way. There's, there's the, the way of numbers, and that is to get as many liberty-minded people all together in the same place. And maybe that would help change the system, but even if it doesn't, If you had enough people say, the hell with you, I'm not paying these taxes anymore, then they can only put so many of us in jail, and they can only steal so many houses. I mean, we saw what happened with Jay Noon down in Massachusetts. He's one man who had the courage to do uh, what I think a lot of people would like to do, and that is not pay property tax. And it's been now two or three weeks since they threatened to steal his home, and they haven't made a move yet on him.
1: I agree with that. I think it's um, you know one of the gentlemen I was talking to out of um – South Carolina, I'm actually going to a um, a due process required school that um, it's a kind of a correspondence thing every Wednesday night. We have um, a school, and we're hoping to spread that idea throughout the country. But if you get 20 people from each county that start adjudicating these things uh, using the ancient writs, the writ of prohibition, the writ of error, uh, those writs which bypass the administrative um, trial courts. We think that there can be a political movement, if you will, without being, you know, without registering to vote or pulling a lever on anybody, but you're using that. Um, that de- de- jure part of the court. I have to say that to... that's
0: that's a little Greek to me. I, I think I, I think I understand where you're coming from. You're talking about setting up your own court somehow, and I don't know how that would end up panning out. But I, I'm interested in learning more if somebody's willing to uh, you know elucidate on that. But not uh, not on the air necessarily. Maybe over at the forum at FreeKeen.com or something like that. That might be a better sure. place for those ideas to be to be fleshed out to see if there's any interest in that. But right now, and thanks George for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Right now, we we still lack numbers. I mean, yeah, there. Are been hundreds of people that have moved to new hampshire but those hundreds are spread out across the entire state so there needs to be hundreds more thousands more and that's why we're here for the free state project freestateproject.org we'll tell you more about that coming up you can take control bring up anything this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And uh, By the way, those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see them. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine. All there, all free. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you a
2: cigarette smoker? I was, too, for many years. And you know that smoking's going to kill you at some point. There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save about $20, 120 dollars a month, and it tastes better. There's no more ashtray mouth, no smell, no secondhand smoke. You can use it just about anywhere. There's free shipping on orders over sixty dollars, and a free starter kit with the purchase of forty cartomizers. The forty, 40 cartomizers are sixty nine dollars. So buy the forty cartomizers, get free shipping, get a, a free starter kit. It's an awesome deal. Call eight uh, five five two get vapor. Or go to Vaporsmiths.com. It's eight five five two get vapor Vaporsmiths.com. And I actually spoke with uh, Steve Smith from Vaporsmiths uh, in an interview today. And it's going to be at the end of tonight's podcast. So you can listen to that if you want to find out more.
0: Very cool. 800-259-9231. Continuing with your thoughts. Also, still to come here, the Social Security News. Uh, Stu is in New Hampshire. Stu, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark.
4: Outstanding. Actually got through as advertised. Excellent.
0: Yes, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts.
4: Uh, I moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project to help forward the goals.
0: Excellent. When did these, you make the move?
4: About two months ago.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
4: So I've been here for a while, and I haven't done anything yet. Starting to feel bad. Did you go to Pork Fest? Great, uh, I just attended my third Pork Fest just a couple of weeks ago. Okay, excellent. Okay. So I was there. So
3: you did something. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a whole lot of doing, going to Forks. I suppose socializing
0: counts as something. It's okay. I don't know if it really counts as activism. I've
4: been hearing all these great and glorious things happening that you guys talk about on the airwaves, but I'm not that kind of a guy. I'm a cautious man. Okay. I can't go out and you know spit in a cop's face and set myself on fire. I, I don't do that sort of thing. Well, no one else one here is that, doing
2: that either. <laughs> no one's spitting, but go ahead.
4: Want <laughs> to spread the word that little things can be activism too? Yes. sure, of course. You don't have to. You don't have to explode the state. You can just give it a paper cut. You know, Death a by a thousand paper cuts. cuts. Exactly. Enough of the small things, and they'll get irritated
0: too. Well, that's what I've suggested all along here is that you don't have to jump into the deep end of non-cooperation. In fact, it's probably a bad idea to to do that, Uh, but take baby steps. I mean, And I think that if a lot of people were to do just a little bit, then it wouldn't be something where very many people had to take great risks. Uh, But all that said, what did you have in mind? Because it doesn't all have to be non-cooperation either. There's other things to do.
4: I was walking down the street to a near farmer's market today, and there's four cops right across the street talking to a lady ah, I wonder what's going on here. I I sit down, be very quiet and calm so they don't react poorly to me. I watch and the casual conversation, nothing exciting is happening. Four of them there, two sergeants and two troopers. Okay, not a big, not a high tension situation. So I sit on my front porch for a couple of minutes, let them get used to my presence, slowly reach into my pocket, slowly pull out my smartphone. I don't, don't Get them all irritated. Oh, it's a gun. No, it's a Mm -hmm. smartphone. Then I sit there for another minute or so. Let them get used to that. Then I stand up, take my life in my hands, and call call across the street, Miss, are you okay? Would you like me to record this? And they've been watching me for three minutes. The minute I say, would you like me to record this, one of the troopers comes across, Sir, you're interfering with the police operation. Move along.
0: Uh, Well, I live here. This is at your house, right?
4: (laughs) Uh, yeah, directly across the street from my house.
0: Yeah, you're interfering but with my neighborhood. Like, I'll be staying right <laughs> move here. Move along.
4: <laughs> I was on my way to the market anyway, so okay, I move right along. Well, did the lady respond stay. to you
0: when you inquired if she wanted you to stick around and, and video?
4: Uh, she looked up, smiled quietly, and with a kind of an embarrassed blush, but she was smiling, so she's okay with the whole thing. Okay. I, I didn't stick around long enough to get a positive answer from
0: her. I see.
4: The trooper was walking across the street looking somewhat irritated.
0: Well, like you I, said, I it was... feel
4: like going to jail today.
0: Sure, and it was your first time doing anything like this, right, Stu? Correct. Okay, and you were also alone. I mean, aside from the lady that was being harassed, there wasn't anybody else on your side, correct? Also correct. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty yeah. intimidating situation.
2: Here you go. This is a state where it's legal to do this, and, um, you know, they're... they're... Cops do this all the time. Cops hate cameras. Why do cops hate cameras?
0: What do they have to hide?
2: Cops hate cameras. I guess because they're doing stuff they don't want put on uh, film or on YouTube or whatever.
0: Right. Otherwise, which says to me that our servants
2: aren't serving. Um, So they are. They're serving themselves. Yeah, they're they're serving themselves and their big
3: politician. uh, uh, Well, I think it's just the idea of accountability. They might not be doing something they don't want on the internet, but they could always, you know, have that option in the future if the camera isn't there. But the camera being there sort of restricts them into a, a sort of uh, proper role that they actually should have. I mean, it sort of makes them, it's like, uh, you know how people slow down when they see a cop? Yeah. Well, a cop slows down when he sees a camera. <laughs> so this is sort of like... They get a little more careful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're definitely sort of, you know, watching their behavior and their, their you know, their image. So there's a, there's a couple more questions I have for you, Stu. First of all,
0: where was this? I mean, not the exact street, but what, uh, to what town did you move or what city? Manchester. Okay, so Manchester is an area.
4: Most the most most open uh, apartments.
0: No doubt. I mean, Manchester is the the best uh, economic area to to which to move. It also has a, a large amount of uh, activist movers. However, the police there, the activist movers haven't been as active as maybe I would like yeah. to see. Their cops <laughs> um, haven't
2: been taught that it's okay to film cops.
0: Right. Uh, over there in Manchester, the cops are a little more heady uh, than the ones here in Keene. They're a little more, uh, ag- I guess, easily aggravated. These are the kind of cops who, when they bust, when they came after a, f- a freestater, uh, Big Mike, to-, to make an arrest for something he did weeks prior, standing in front of a police car, they came in with guns drawn into his apartment. Yeah, I And mean, these guys are paranoid. They are dangerous. And, and I think you made the right choice, Stu, in, in going ahead and, and backing down in that case. Just as a, a bit of contrast here in Keene, uh, Michelle Seven, who is our Friday night co-host, she'll probably tell us more about this tomorrow night. But she called up uh, the Porcupine 411 line today, which is a, a message service. You leave a message and it's blasted it out to hundreds of recipients and via email to announce that there were some young ladies that had been pulled over uh, in Keene and that she was there checking it out. She then called me personally to see if I was available to to, uh, to come out. And while she's on the phone with me, she's talking to the police trying to get information about what was going on. So she, she immediately inserted herself into the situation and the cop did not like that very much. It's the same cop that arrested me for drinking at the uh, the city council meeting last year and so there was this argument between the two of them on the uh, that I could hear the entire thing over the phone where basically she just wanted to know what was going on and the cop made the claim that they had stolen credit cards and she asked well how did you know that and she was asking them about why they were searching their car and like the cop was upset he was angry he yeah. was irritated but he didn't
3: do Those anything confessions aren't forthcoming anymore
0: yeah he didn't do anything to her Stu if you want to stick with us so we can talk a little more about first activism it's, it's an important step for everybody eight uh, whether you're in new hampshire or not uh, you can take control of your uh, these airwaves here and it is important to take these steps at least if you want to be free if you don't then just do nothing and things will get worse it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetimes. The Free State Project, getting together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that get it. When it comes to what the idea is, uh, what the ideas of freedom are all about, people that not only get what freedom's all about, but also who are willing to do something about it, even if it's starting from zero, even if you've never done activism before in your life, there's no qualifications necessary to join the Free State Project besides an understanding of liberty and the willingness to be active when you move to New Hampshire. You don't have to do anything in Florida or Ohio or California, or wherever it is, uh, you know, in Russia or wherever it is you're coming from, but when you get here that's the time to get active because then you've got people on your side you've got other people hundreds who i mentioned before have made the move we all made the move uh mark you and i back in 2006 jj07 yep. was it yeah so uh and now we're on with stew here in uh also in new hampshire who just moved two months ago
3: to manchester and well also not only doing the activism but also witnessing it helps too it, it sort of you know Uncovers the mystery of what happens when someone gets arrested, or what happens right. in a courtroom, or what happens when someone stands up and says no. And you can learn from someone else's experience. Like, uh, for example, I love watching how uh, Pete Peter interacts with basically anyone. Uh, he is really smooth. He's a very smooth uh, communicator, and he's got this very calm, positive demeanor, and uh, you know, very confident. And yet, uh, just just watching, you know, how he interacts and and, and other people it just uh it really helps to dispel a lot of the the mythology around these individuals in these with these badges and guns. Right. And the
0: more you're around here in New Hampshire the more opportunities you'll have to see other people doing activism and at the same time you can kind of get your feet wet in different areas that uh, feel a little more comfortable than others to you. So some people get it and they go you know they do just all politics. Some people they're doing cop watching like uh, like Stu was. And uh, others are doing civil disobedience, creating media. JJ, you just kicked off a TV show, Keen right. TV, which people can see over at Freekeen.com. There's a new TV tab there up, uh, up at the top. You can click on that to see what you've been up to. So whatever it is that floats your boat, the, it's probably already going on. And if it's not, you can start it because there's still a lot that needs to be done that isn't happening. You and can start it and other people will join on board.
3: Exactly. That's the big thing is there's a lot of labor available. There's a lot of activists who don't really have direction or don't really have much of a project was their own, but they're definitely willing to help out with whatever project you have. So, uh, you know, if you have a great idea, you you'd get it out there, crowdsource it a little bit, share it, be open about it, and and be, also be open to other people in, pu- in putting into that idea and maybe changing it slightly. Um, and then you'll definitely find a lot of support. So, Stu, are Even you still there are listening? People, oh, go ahead.
4: I'm still here. Even if there are people who don't want to help you on the front lines, like me, I'm a behind-the-scenes kind of a guy. Uh, I... Heard about the the shocking arrests out in front of Manchester Police a couple of weeks ago? I, sorry, I missed it, but that's even that's a little too confront confrontational for my taste. Sure. So I went to the Manchester PD uh, earlier this week and asked for a complaint form about the misconduct of an officer. I didn't have anything to report just there, but I can hand it off to the people who did. Got Make it. Make many many copies. Well, it turns out they don't have one. Really,
2: It's <laughs> amazing. They they must have never had a complaint before. Right. Well,
4: they have a process. You know, I, I tell them who I am. They usher me in the back. Yeah, right. And I exactly. Would with, I would <laughs> they, get to speak with one of their, their higher-ups. Let, let, me, let me apply these electrodes to
3: you, sir. Yes. Come under exactly. the dungeon and talk. Yeah.
0: Right. And what happens if the person you're complaining about is the higher-up? what well, happens if that's the case it's just I, a- I just
4: i frowned at the lady behind the screen and accepted her first answer and walked out in a quiet huff hmm. i again i didn't want to push it any farther than i had to.
3: well we actually have it, a, another option available uh, recently we've been talking a lot about this redress of grievance sort of panel or committee amongst the uh, house of representatives here in new hampshire this is a new panel yeah. as I understand. that's right and uh Basically, it would uh, if you have a grievance against a public figure, any public figure, and you know you have some method of proving that grievance and, and uh, making a case, you can uh, through your you know whatever representative or the committee or I don't know exactly how just yet, but we're gonna find out. Right, because no one's done done this That's yet right. that I know of. So, But, by the
0: way, the, the man in the robe who banned cameras and audio devices from all the courthouses in, in Keene, uh, he is the guy that actually wrote an editorial piece speaking out against that particular panel that you're talking about. Oh, excellent. So uh, clearly they're on the right track, right? right? Like if one of the tyrants is saying, this is a terrible idea, right. separation of powers, etc., then you know you're on the right track.
4: If the bad people hate you, you're doing something right.
0: Well, you know, I don't, want, I don't want them to hate me. I really don't. They're on a bad track, though. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing the wrong thing, and inevitably, if I'm doing what's right and they're doing what's wrong, they're not going to appreciate what I'm doing, uh, especially yeah. if it threatens their ability to do what's wrong. When, when you speak, uh,
2: speak truth to power and power gets upset, I think you're doing the right thing.
0: Stu, thanks for coming on tonight. appreciate uh, hearing from you. It's great that you're here, and uh, welcome to New Hampshire thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. And that's just it. You just got to get your feet wet. Get out there, do whatever feels comfortable, and then push your comfort zone out just a little bit. Just yeah. push that push it out just a little bit. Take a step outside of the box and see how it feels. And like you said, JJ, there are plenty of examples around for
3: you to see what happens when you do XY or Z well, whereas I- yeah, I think you actually build courage by watching other people stand up. You know, it's it's not necessarily you that has to endure the flame necessarily, but you can always learn from someone else's experience, some vicarious sure. uh, interaction or, or experience. Um, and It's just, encouraging. Right, exactly. And then seeing how, oh, he went to jail and he's fine, he didn't get beat up or nothing like that. You know, there's the the horror stories from, uh, you know, Philadelphia or BART police. You know, that sort of stuff doesn't necessarily happen in New Hampshire. Uh, fortunately for us. Um, but at the same time, you, you still, you know, that, that lingering fear and doubt will quickly dissipate. The more you see how things actually work, the more you see activism happening right in front of you, you'll, you'll definitely gain a lot of courage.
0: Your thoughts are welcome at
2: 800-259-9231. I was just basically going to say that, uh, you know, the, when the, the first time you do something, this is how it was for me. The first time I decided, oh, I see a stop here, I'm going to film this. The cop you know blustered and fluffed up this may have been some of the first cop watching that went on in in Keene, new hampshire they hadn't seen it before and they chased me off but you know it got it acclimated that police officer to some extent to this Mm -hmm. and you know uh, police departments really have to ask themselves hey if we're running people off that are filming us what are we doing and and i want them to ask that question i mean that's a good question there are places in the united states They're not asking themselves that question. You film them, they're going to throw you directly in jail and try to bury you under it if they can. You
0: Mm -hmm. think about the numbers as well. I mean, always talking about how numbers are are critical. And they're critical from every single aspect, from the success of civil disobedience to uh, the success of political activism and mass media that you have out there. But you just think about having those numbers out there. When somebody puts out that Pork 411 call and they put out that message and it goes out to hundreds, maybe soon thousands of recipients – and they say, hey, there's a situation going down here at this location. The more people there are in any given area, the more likely that one of those folks or more than one of them is going to be off work at the time, that they're going to be in the vicinity at the time as well. And it will be relatively easy for them to uh, to make it to that particular location. Whereas if there's only a handful of folks in any given area – their effectiveness is, is going to be limited. I mean, you could have a situation where if there are enough people in any given area, the cops pull anybody over, odds are good that just on that road somebody will be traveling at uh, at that sure. particular time. And they can pull over even without hearing any sort of a call or being listening to a police. Well, especially in
3: Keene. I and mean, Keene isn't that big of an area. Right. And, and to you don't need a lot of concentration for this small city. You can easily bike from one end of the city to the other and back in, you know, what, a matter of maybe half an hour. And, I would say
0: I would say biking, fifteen minutes maybe, uh, to because one side. because I know I've walked from one side of the city all the way up to my home, which is not quite the other side of the city, but a good distance, and that only took about a thirty minutes. So right. it's a really small. And also area. here
3: in here in Keene and, and Manchester as well, and I'm sure all over the state, they're using the two way radios, which is really helping the response and coordinate efforts and, and such.
0: But all of this stuff is still, I mean, it's in it's in its. In, in initial stages, it is, it's Nashant. Is Nashant the right Nation, word? Yeah. Nashant. Uh, it is very begin- it's near the very beginning, the very ground floor here. There's a lot of growth that uh, still needs to happen, and you can be a part of it. So uh, go to freestateproject.org to learn more. 800-259-9231, which is, by the way, the 21st most popular Libertarian website. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL, C-A-I toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. And that's where you'll find links to Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer. Great prices. Huge selection. Free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items. You can even buy used, though, if you want to. Go and get your shopping done, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of Amazon's profits when you enter through our links over at shop.freetalklive.com. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping,
2: hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low, they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That'll cover shipping for you. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com.
0: All right. So, of course, we will take your calls about whatever you want. And I mentioned the Free State Project is apparently the 21st most popular website in the libertarian top 50 sites. Who does this ranking? uh death by 1000 paper, paper cuts. cuts dot com yeah oh, wow. I've, I've read a lot of stuff off of that site it's it, it is not unpopular itself where does it rank i don't know i, I think, think it's it's not really a libertarian site from what i understand but, okay uh but anyway read, read a lot of stuff from there let's see also on the list here number one lou rockwell dot com yep that's the big boy sure uh, what, what they did here was they went to alexa dot com which isn't a scientific measurement of but it's the closest
2: thing that's out there.
0: That I know of. It's a pretty good indicator of uh, popularity. I mean, Google. if there- you look at Alexa, Google's number one, Facebook's number two, which is true.
3: Well, what about versus Google Analytics? Or is that a different kind of measuring system?
0: Well, Google Analic- Analytics is a scientific measurement because it's actually measuring each visit to your site. But that information is not available publicly. So Alexa.com is where you can go, you punch up any website in there, and they'll tell you what the ranking is of all of the websites in the world. And They don't have any way of accessing that analytics data, and Google's not going to release that. They're not going to release your analytics data for your website publicly. Right. So that that just that would be the most accurate way to do it, but Google doesn't analyze every single website, so it wouldn't have a full range of every site. The way the Alexa system works is they have this Alexa toolbar that people install i guess some people some people must install this thing i don't know anybody who has it but uh, they, the, there are these people that have this toolbar, and then so every time they go to a website, the toolbar basically logs that information, and it aggregates all the information of all the people using the toolbar in their browser and figures out what are the most popular sites out there. Hmm. So again, not the most scientific of measurements, but an interesting and fun and somewhat useful measurement uh, nonetheless. And they post this, I guess, on a monthly basis, from what I understand, the Libertarian Top 50 Free Talk Live checking in at uh, number 20 by the way and uh, our friends over at Freedoms Phoenix in at number 19 as well as uh, free Keen coming onto the list at the first time at number thirty seven Wow and the cop block uh, over at number thirty, so lots of new hampshire oriented New Hampshire based sites, which I think is good,
3: yeah, definitely
0: anyway, Mark, you wanted me to to mention those numbers, so there you have
2: them yeah well it's it's nice to show up good on the numbers
0: all right, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one but we've got a ways to go before we're going to challenge Lou rockwell dot com he's uh He's pretty situated up there at uh, the number one position. All right, we'll continue here. We'll take your calls. The news is about Social Security, and I wanted to get to this last night. We didn't have time for it. This is a big issue. Now, we've talked about Social Security in the past, and of course anybody that's paying attention knows that, well, it's not solvent. Mm -hmm. It's it's likely not going to be there for you. If you're of a younger uh, portion of the generations, you can pretty much count. Yeah, but how
3: how long have they been saying that phrase? Cause I, I think I remember hearing that when I was a teenager. That Social Security's out of money and yeah. that you're not going to get it. Yeah. It's they've been saying no, it for I, a long I time. No, I agree that that it's probably been um, you know fleeced for so many social programs and reasons uh, that just can't even be a, I I bet aren't even accounted for. You know, there's probably not enough paper trail to explain where all this money went. But at the same time, you know, I've never sincerely I've never counted on Social Security going to be there when I, you know, retire at whatever age that's going to end up being. Sure. So well, if
0: I ever retire, whatever that even means. Right. right, right. I mean, I like what I do, so I don't want to stop, at least not right now. But, uh, so, but you're right, JJ. I mean, they've been saying this yeah. for, for a long time. And, of course, the politicians use this as an issue that they can campaign on. Well, we're going to save Social Security. And then they present whatever their plan is. And the reason why Social Security is still around now is because they have managed to kind of delay the inevitable.
3: I mean, wasn't the, Wasn't it not too long ago that the basically the rush of baby boomer retirees was going to start? Maybe, maybe it was uh, you know six years ago or something to that effect, and that they had basically said brace brace yourselves because there are you know basically too many commitments mm-hmm. coming up for us to meet or too many obligations and that you know there's going to be a lot of problems with this this big influx of retirement payments that's
0: actually we're in the midst of that now aren't we i mean they that pretty so, much start yeah. just a few years ago with the the gen whatever it is the the baby boomers hitting retirement age that just started not too long ago like within the last it, five yeah
2: years. just recently uh, baby boomers boomers have started hitting retirement but uh, the fact is everybody's working now well, still
0: and it's and it's a ponzi scheme which is why it doesn't really work. I mean, besides the fact that you're using force, and it's the government, so they always break their promises, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why Social Security is screwed, Uh, but one of the main reasons is it's set up to fail, It's a Ponzi scheme. Now, if you and I set up a Ponzi scheme, then we'll go to jail for it. In fact, Charles Ponzi is what it's named after, and he went to jail for (laughs) creating this. The
2: government uh, put him in jail and then started a program just like his for Social Security. (laughs) But
0: it's legal when they do it because they're the government and they're not.
3: It's not legal. It's just it's not capable of being enforced illegal you know the illegal action isn't capable of being uh, well. it's immoral but right.
0: it's but it is legal
3: i mean legal they make the laws
0: right legal <laughs> describes their system and, right, okay, and what okay. is what is sure. allowed and permitted I'll within it with and that. what is not uh, but Essentially Mark can you describe a Ponzi scheme?
2: A Ponzi scheme is essentially a you know a, a program where you take money in and then you pay some artificially high interest rate. Usually this is how the criminals uh, do it so that people would want to get in because right. otherwise you know the government can just force you into it but you pay some kind of uh, artificially high interest rate to people and then they start getting money out but it all falls apart when everybody wants their money at okay, the end. Okay,
0: so, so like for instance, if you start with 10 people on the first yeah. level, let's say and you, you get the first 10 investors in your little scam, mm-hmm. well then you need to get 25 investors or whatever to, to pony up the same amount of money hey, to I'm make sure Hey, I'm
2: getting 15% here. You should invest your money. So right. then they take their money and then they start paying the 15% to uh, the investors. Now remember, this is all on paper and you don't get anything until, you know, it's not like they're
0: sending you checks. Well, it's er- just in paper on paper. And- now hold on a second. You're talking about Social Security or Ponzi scheme because I'm talking Ponzi about a Ponzi scheme, scheme. No, no, the early people get money. The early people into the Ponzi scheme get yes, money. They're going to builds confidence, right? They they will have testimonials about the Ponzi scheme because they're usually making they'll
2: money. they'll take their money out and then put it back in. So, I mean, when you put your money into a bank and you get interest on it, it's just n- numbers on a piece of paper.
0: I see what you're saying, but they do make payouts initially yeah, in the Ponzi. They scheme. they
2: they put numbers into your bank account, but they don't have to pay until you withdraw.
0: Right but people can get paid you understand what I'm saying They can right. absolutely I just want to make sure that's clear in the beginning in a Ponzi scheme it all looks good yep and then eventually you run out of new dupes to to bring into the scheme and once you, you once you can't feed into it anymore well, right. once, uh, with enough people to they, pay out it, then it crashes it
2: only, you only have to pay out when people to want to get their money out and when they want to get their money out then you know you pay out whatever you're going to pay out and then at some point you don't have any more because you've been living yeah. off of it when the what the government's done however is they Social Security really only offers 1%, 1% interest. You can get this in a savings account hmm. uh, better, uh, significantly better, twice that, three times a CD, that. You'll
0: get more than that. Yeah.
2: So um, what the government does is they just rate it. Rather than uh, offer these high interest rates, they use monopoly pressure to force people into it, force businesses mm-hmm. to put their employees into it because you don't actually have to do it um, individually, but uh, many people do. Just because they're scared, I guess, because everybody else is doing it. You know, it's like lemmings. They jump off a cliff. Everybody else is. But um, the government then raids the fund rather than offering, uh, you know, rather than people taking their money out because you can't really take your money out in Social Security. You're going to get paid Mm-mm. the way you get paid. The government just says, look at all that money. Well, here, we'll write them a little IOU. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. We and, just can't let that sit there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, government IOUs are beginning to stink like
3: dead skunks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So the Ponzi schemes fail because it's built to fail. There's no way it can, it can possibly succeed in the long well, run. Well, it's
3: built to, to succeed for a very small number of people.
0: Right. It su- succeeds for the people initially investing in it and the people operating it. That's the right. The ones that really uh, succeed in the Ponzi scheme. And so you're right, Mark, that uh, the government essentially is running the same scam. It's been running for a long time because the government has the ability, because they're the government, to intimidate people and also in- into p- participating. And also they get to change the
3: rules as well. Whereas, sure. you retirement know, age and such. What is the retirement age right now? Do you know? 65, I believe. Yeah, well, I think that you could start early at 62 and get a smaller payout. Well, if, if, you, if people born in 1945 would be 66 today. So I guess that is the beginning of the baby boomer. because 1945. Are, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, right after the World War II is basically the baby boomer birth mm-hmm. time toll-free number here tonight
0: 800-259-9231 hour number two is coming up we'll tell you what the news is about social security it's not good and it's probably going to happen sooner than uh, most people think we're on the way 800-259-9231 you can bring up anything it's free talk live
2: Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A -a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR, or go to Vaporsmiths.com.
0: Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right. We're talking Social Security. Now, the message of this show, one of the many messages of this show has been, and in fact recently, don't count on the government. I know. They've told you they're going to be there for you. But what if they're not? Well, some people are finding out the hard way what happens when the government decides it's not going to be there for you. For instance, the, the Minnesota government's been shut down for like 12 days. I think I saw a news headline that they're, they're going to end the shutdown soon in Minnesota. So Don't
2: worry, like, folks. We're, we're going to come back.
0: Right, you'll, get, you'll get your liquor commission back. <laughs> New in, uh,
2: government, bigger Minnesota. than bigger, better than ever, fights crime better.
3: Well, they hand (laughs) out permits. With no obligation to to, uh, fight crime. No. (laughs) Take money from you. They they
0: certainly will be better at taking money from you and uh, handing out permits uh, because they'll be doing it again, whereas they didn't for 11 days. Anyway, my point being that there are certain people that think they can count on the government, especially people that work for the government. These people believe that, oh, well, the government's always going to be there. They can always tax people. And so, therefore, I'm always going to have my pension. But there've been situations recently where state governments and even the federal government have been looking at raiding the pension funds of their employees. They yeah. may have even done it. I don't to make you detail. feel pretty bad if you're a
3: government employee. Right. And we had I late- put
2: up with this bureaucratic crap hole job for this long well, and not, now they're taking my
3: pension? Not only that, but a lot of the pension funds have been severely damaged with this subprime uh you know, property bubble that's happened recently. A lot of I've heard a lot of stories from uh, my coworkers you know, they're talking about their funds, you know, at the time all this stuff was going on a couple of years ago, and they're talking about, oh, I lost, I lost 50% of the value of my fund. Woo. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you should have put that in gold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. yeah, so you can't count on them. Uh, even, if you're, even if you're their employee, you can't count on them. And I think that's just so important to take home because, look, if they're going to treat their employees like that, how are they going to treat you as a Social Security recipient or a potential Social Security recipient? People have been saying for a while within the liberty movement, hey, this is, this is all going to come to an end, yeah. that there's $50 trillion or whatever in unfunded liabilities, I think is what it's called, where essentially the government has promised this on into the future. They promised these payments to the baby boomers and beyond on into the future, and it just, some folks have calculated to say this is going to be over $50 trillion. There's no way they're going to be able to do this, even if they finagle like they've been for the last several decades – Finagle the terms, like they raise the retirement age, they, t- they increase they the amount of money it. that they take from people's they paycheck. They just
2: have to print money to do it. That's and the other way they can do they it. When they print money, then they devalue the the currency. They cause inflation. Take a look. That's what happened with quantitative easing one and quantitative e- quantitative easing two. QE1 and QE2, you've probably heard of them. Look at gas prices. Gas prices aren't any different today than they were a few years ago, except that they printed more money. So it, it the value of gas hasn't changed.
0: When you say they're not different, you mean like if you were to buy it in the value of gold, for gold, instance? Gold, for instance, yeah. yeah. It valued in something that actually has a consistent value over time? Like, for instance, a... a, a I think it's an ounce of gold will buy you a suit of fine clothes today and an ounce of gold would have bought you a suit of fine clothes 100 years ago, whereas the price of gold is different.
2: It's always a good example, but basically it's true with loaves of bread and all kinds of things. It's amazing how static prices are when you compare them to gold over time. There's certainly some ups and downs in the last couple of decades, no doubt about it. But uh, But
0: over time, uh, you can look at it and it's all there.
2: It's a much more stable currency than than printing pieces of paper out.
0: So get ready, because you're right, Mark. Those are, di- those are three distinct ways they can, they can kind of put this off. They're going to try to, to, try to put this inevitability for well, Social steal, Security off as long steal, as possible.
3: Steal, borrow, and print.
0: Right. Print out as much money as you can so you devalue the currency. And by the way, uh, we heard from somebody who's on Social Security a few days back. I don't know if it was Monday. You might not have been here for this one, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a lady that called in. Because I'd always I was wondering I had been wondering about whether or not social security people get a cost of living increase. And I was told in the past that they that they had been, like, you know, three percent or whatever it is. They I do, don't but
2: they haven't in the last couple of years.
0: Right. This lady said it's been three years since she's had a cost of living increase on her social security payments. So they've already frozen cost of living increases on social security, which means that the more they print out, the less valuable that money. If you're getting a thousand bucks a month from Social Security, that thousand bucks a month isn't going to buy the same amount amount of stuff. That's right. In 3 more years.
3: No, Not it, even next year. You can bet that the price of groceries in the last 3 years has definitely gone up by at least 25% across the board. Oh god, I think it, it seems like more it's than more that. that. I, I understand there's there's good sales and values, but at the same time yeah.
0: There are certain staples that you can look at in, sure. in the grocery store to see what uh, prices are doing. Dale gave a great example one night about how he was buying cheese at the grocery store. He gets these you know, cheese sticks where you can pull off the little strings. They're kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> he, he got these cheese sticks, and I think his example was it. at one time, the price of these things was like $0.20 cents a piece. You know, you'd buy 5 or whatever, 5 for a dollar, something yeah. like that. And then he said the price went up over the like, three-month period. The price went up to something like $0.33 cents a piece. So, all, a nearly fifty percent increase in price on that one product—that's a pretty big heads up. Also, Mark, you uh, had one of my fine, tasty cookies uh, recently. Yeah, they are and, good. Uh, JJ, JJ you may area. have one as well. I think Ooh. I'm going to have one tonight. Now that you mentioned them; these,
2: I, I'm now craving them. Yeah, oh, no. they're,
0: they're very good. Uh, Hannaford's uh, has these uh, cookies. Uh, Hannaford's is an international corporation. You may have a, a division a good. Yeah, a reason. division of theirs near you. If you want to try these, um, aren't the, they carry? They're these, called Sweet Bay Sweet down Bay, in cash uh, and carry Florida. The, yeah. Anyway, so there are these really tasty gourmet, you know, fancy cookies, and they got, like, Reese's uh, peanut butter chips in them, and they're really good. So uh, these these cookies used to be a certain amount of money. You used to get, like, it was like four bucks for a box of them, and you'd get nine cookies in the box. Well, now there's only six cookies in the box.
3: Wow. And the price is approximately the same.
5: Mm-hmm. That's what you've
3: seen a lot across the board. And it's interesting because I've seen products right next to each other. Like they they have the new product coming in and they have to sell out the old one. And the price is nearly the same, but you can see the quantity difference. And it's just amazing to see how the bottles have gotten smaller. How yep. the dimple on the bottom has gotten even bigger deep. and bigger. and, it, and deeper. It's amazing
2: how deep that dimple can go. That's right. I mean, it looks like a champagne bottle the way they shoot the, that thing up there. Yogurt.
3: Yeah. Uh, just last year,
0: I think it was. It's been a while, but the, the company that I was buying yogurt from changed their yogurt containers from eight ounces to six. I mean, that's a pretty big six, cut six in size. Six ounces is a taste of yogurt. That's like a kid size yogurt. Yeah. I feel like it's a, a little kid. Su- it's a stack size of the, gr- the recess. A, a playground. So there are all kinds of examples of this, and all you have to do is pay a, a little bit of attention, and you'll you'll notice this stuff going on. So they can either uh, print out more money, which is going to devalue the money you get from Social Security, or they can raise the retirement age, which they've been doing, uh, or they can uh, they can increase the amount they take from a paycheck. Now they're already taking fifteen percent out of everybody's paychecks. You only see seven and a half percent on your pay stub, but there's another seven and a half apparently that the company pays before it even makes it to your paycheck. So they're going to they can increase that you know to twenty percent or whatever they're going to do that's social security these are right social security these are the different ways that they get fica
2: and all these other things that
0: they take but i just want to focus on social security at the moment so now here's what's happening according to cbsnews.com president obama on tuesday said he cannot guarantee that retirees will receive their social security checks august 3rd boom here it is well this it's happening already this is a scare tactic.
2: Okay, this is something entirely different than what you're talking about. This is him saying, if those darn Republicans don't concede to raising the debt ceiling, then we won't be able to give uh, Social Security
0: applicants their their or the, you know the the receivers or whatever they are their money. But they will. Th- I, I see what you're saying. It may be a political bargaining chip, but on the other hand. They're using people who are retired yes. as a political bargaining chip. Yes, yep. Your Social Security payments are a political football. You may not get your check. If you're receiving a check and you're expecting to get one on August 3rd, he's saying you might not get it, and he might be right. He goes on to say, I can't guarantee you those checks will go out on August 3rd because we have not resolved this issue, because there may simply not be the money in the coffers to do it. And that also reveals to anybody that... Hasn't been paying
3: attention. Yeah,
0: they don't have the money.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's the greatest part of all. It's gone. Yeah, they they, do, well, the coffers empty, folks. It's empty. That that much is true.
2: There are no coffers for Social Security. that's right. That's been emptied. <laughs> but the fact is that the uh, the Treasury Secretary and the Obama administration have been colluding to really mislead the American public. They, you know, so th- not by not raising the debt ceiling, they can still take money from different places. They can, oh, I don't know, not. Pay for not pay for the uh, you know the the shipping on uh, a couple of uh, big old airplanes or big uh, battleships or something like this. I mean, there's absolutely places that they can move money. Well, they're around. not
0: going to cut down the military. Oh no, eight hundred. That's not cutting it down. It's just for the payment. This is free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up what you want here at 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. Joining you tonight it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. Features on the site include listening options. We've got live streams around the clock. You can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live free at listen.freetalklive.com in both broadband and dial up versions. Plus, uh, there's a list of our 108 great radio stations across the country that air the show at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options, including XM satellite radio, as well as our free to air KU band channel. Plus, our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. All the details are at listen.freetalklive.com. The
2: Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's Compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where a rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have, if you can have only one, you can go see it at Ruger.com. It's a beautiful uh, rifle, and uh, you can purchase one at your local gun dealer, Ruger.com.
0: Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. We can talk more about Social Security here in a little bit, but first let's go to Jim in Nebraska. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark.
6: Hey, guys. How are you
0: doing? Hey, Jim. What's on your mind tonight?
6: Um, the reason I'm calling is I just kind of caught on to the Liberty Movement probably about a month ago, starting okay. to listen to LRNFM. Great. And uh, How did you find that, by the way? I think I just did a search on the Internet and... I was able to find it. I started listening to it, and I enjoy it, and I listen to it almost every day. Cool.
5: All right.
6: Um, just one minute of background. I'm in my mid-40s, and when I was younger, I was a Democrat, and then I, in my mid-30s, probably became a Republican. And uh, But I've been disillusioned with politics and the, both parties in general and mm-hmm. was looking for something, and I came across the Liberty Movement. Um, but I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it because – when I listen, I you know, there's anarchists, there's min-something, and... anarchists. I, I don't know what they all are, but it seems to me like there's a, a split within the liberty movement of whether there should be a state in, at all or whether we need a minimal state. Is that...
0: I would say yeah, there's some disagreement on that.
2: Let me let me address that personally because I'm probably the guy who's closest to a, a minarchist here on the show. I'm of the opinion that um you know that if we went from today whatever we've got to tomorrow where you had no government that you would have the anarchy that people talk about. The the, 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 the you know the 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 craziness that people imagine when they think of anarchy. Anarchy, uh, you know, when people talk about it in the the liberty movement or, you know, voluntarism or whatever, they're they're talking about this idea in the future um, that where there shouldn't be coercion. And to me, that makes sense. Like I'd prefer a society where there wasn't coercion, where people had uh, choices, where they weren't forced to do anything unless they had harmed somebody else in some way. That makes sense to me but I, you know we can't go from here to there in one day and i think that what you should ask if you know what what minarchists don't get asked is hey is is coercion preferable in all situ- in, in any situations in the future you know like just talk to them about you know this this world in the future and no one can predict what's going what the world's going to be like in 100 years so this is kind of the the disagreement it it to me it seems patently ludicrous for me to sit here in 2011 and try to tell you that nothing this that, that, that it is impossible to not have the state in 2011 2211 um i mean that's ludicrous i'm gonna pick i'm gonna tell people what it's gonna be like in 200 years i couldn't possibly say that
0: right some
3: people in the past might have said well we can never have uh life without slavery they, they absolutely did say that right. yeah i think the uh the argument or the the divide if you will um, centers more around what type of activism is done than what kind of state or stateless society that people want. I think the uh, the, the minarchists are typically people who are going to be involved in politics and they're going to you know write letters to the editor and, and maybe uh, try to you know get on a school board or city council, blah blah blah. Whereas the anarchist voluntarists um, sort of people are more likely to be civil disobedient. They're more likely to go against the grain of society if, if that means I think you're disobeying only, a law. I think you're only talking
2: about what it's like here in New Hampshire. I'll tell you what it's like. Um, these, everybody who believes this elsewhere
3: isn't doing crap. Yeah. Okay. Well, um,
2: they're, they're, they're not more to do that are just, Yeah, I understand.
3: <laughs> they're they're just philosophers that are just talking for the yeah. sake of, of having some sort of conversation. But if he, if he's talking about the liberty movement, then he's talking about people that are doing things because movement invo- 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 invokes the idea of action and mm-hmm. movement and, and going from one place to another. So in that sense, the the divide I think is more over tactics and and uh, strategy. And I don't. And you're you know, never going to have everybody behind no, the same you strategy. Won't. No, and, and I don't think everybody should pursue the same strategy. I don't think that's I think that's foolish. I think many fronts and and many uh, options and tactics is. And most is people you,
0: you talk to who might self describe as an anarchist or a voluntarist, for instance, most of them are going to tell you at one time they believed in the government, that uh, they were small government people, that uh, that's where I come from, or came, they worked for the government, or yeah, or, or something like that. So uh, I think that a lot of people are on this kind of continuum of wherever it is they get into the liberty movement, they start moving down the the path of uh, of. Being closer and closer to being as principled as they possibly can be, right?
2: I, I think that this anarchist term is stupid. It is counterproductive. It doesn't make any sense. But there's this joke in the liberty movement: What's the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist? Seven years. And that's kind of what the uh, the idea is: is that you assimilate this stuff over time, having read it, that you can realize that sometime in the future, in a voluntary society, there can be competition and security as there was a couple hundred years ago with the Pinkertons and things like that. There can be competition in the court systems. There can be competition in the building of roads. You don't need the government for this.
0: Well, even even to what J.J. said, I have to, I have to disagree. I mean, we had uh, Dennis Goddard on last night. He is one of the most politically active people here in New Hampshire, and he self-describes as an anarchist, which I agree with you, Mark. I think that term is terrible. I would never use it for myself. I prefer voluntarist or consensualist. It doesn't
2: even describe properly. It's a it's a bad term. No, all around. It's,
0: it's a negative uh, description, and a, it doesn't work very well, in my opinion. But, but the point being, he's a very politically active person. Uh, a, a number of the people that are you know that have been elected, I might describe as voluntarists, For instance, I mean, there's a gentleman here, Andrew Carroll, here in the Keene area, who's run for political office. He's yet to win, uh, but he's only run once thus far. And he, I don't know how he would self describe, but uh, you know, he's certainly friendly to a more. I guess voluntarist ideas. They'd probably self-describe
2: as a Democrat because that's what he ran as. Right, that's true.
0: So I guess you know, there's no real easy dividing line. I would say it's.
3: it's I think it's not. I don't really think there's much division. Yeah, to be honest, there's not much division. It, I think there used to be a lot more. Okay, like, back maybe two years ago. Um, when the civil dis stuff was just starting to make a lot of noise i think there's i think what it is i think honestly it's more about jealousy over say news coverage or media attention or website success or the, you know any any of these sort of uh, factors this these these ideas that that um someone has worked so hard on their political campaign and they don't feel like they're getting what they deserve exactly as far as coverage exactly so jim
0: that's a really lengthy uh, answer to your question do we answer it appropriately for you
6: yeah, I think it helped. Uh, you know, the only reason I'm asking is I I just I suspect that there's millions of people that feel the same way I do. Mm. And if they were to ever to catch on to the radio and listen to some of this stuff, they would uh they would be a little confused over exactly where they fit. Well,
0: I I would imagine that's a standard thing. I mean, you're getting into a new movement, and you're the new guy, right? I mean, you're not sure where you end up or where you feel like you're right, etc. Just keep
2: looking at the idea of freedom and
0: non-coercion, and and meet people, right? You know, that's that's it. Come up to New Hampshire and uh, and you know, join in the fun, and then you'll figure out where you fit. Thanks for the call, man. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at WeUseCoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You may bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. So we've been talking about Social Security and how it is that it might not be there for you when you expect it. In fact, it might not be there as soon as next month, <laughs> according to uh, Barack Obama, who is saying that, yeah, there's uh, – he says I can't guarantee those checks go out on August 3rd if we haven't resolved this issue. He's talking about this deficit thing that they're bickering over because there may simply not be the money in the coffers to do it. Now, for anybody that thought there was a coffer in the first place, he's he's lying to you. Uh, there, there's no Social Security coffers, but he just means like the whole government. He's basically saying they have nothing. And really, that should be pretty revealing to people. I mean, this is the government we're talking about. These people tax trillions of dollars over time. These people have all kinds of money rolling in. You would think that they would have something, but they don't have a dime to their name, according to what he's saying here. They
3: have nothing. I mean, yeah, they have the ability to print money. This shouldn't but- be surprising to people who actually pay attention. <laughs> I agree.
2: Well, the, the government the government's doesn't have savings. It's in debt.
3: Right. It's deficit right. spending. <laughs> right.
2: I mean, it's in debt an incredible amount. If you're in debt, you have no savings. Uh, so, I mean, the, the idea that uh, the Social Security is
0: just sitting around there with a
2: whole bunch of money,
0: that seems ludicrous to me. Obama also said this is not just a matter of Social Security checks. These are veterans checks. These are folks on disability, and their checks, there are about 70 million checks that go
3: out, is what he's saying. Wow. So everybody. That is is a large percentage of the population.
2: Imagine what that's going to be like as far as heartache goes for Americans. That's... Huge. Right. I, I, it's it's not going to happen. I mean, it's just a scare well, tactic, well, think, in my well, opinion. opinion. Well,
3: think about this though. If those seventy thousand, if for one month, let's just say one month, they stutter, okay, and they come right back in September, mm-hmm. that's fine. But those seventy million checks, or even if they're late by two weeks, aren't going to get spent into the economy. They aren't going to buy goods and services. Yep. They aren't going to pay someone else to have a job. So. If you figure that that's 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 about a quarter of the United States, if, it's, if the United States three hundred million people and it's seventy million, it's just yep. about a quarter. So a quarter of the people in the United States don't have money to spend, and most of them count on it too. If you think about the you oh know, right these folks, I, I'm not even addressing them. I'm addressing right. the the customers of that money that that would get put into the economy and that would help basically stimulate, as they say, the economy. Um, you know, they of course are going to suffer. The worst, because they don't have the money to spend and to buy the food or their medical payments or their their pill payments, whatever it is. Um, but this is this is a, not just a problem for these people. It's going to be a problem for the entire economy, the entire, you know, whatever infrastructure they're going on here. Well, it's going to have to
0: take a hit at some point. I mean, everybody knows things aren't they're not getting better. Uh, necessarily and especially as the government continues to spend itself into oblivion they're certainly not going to get better and uh, this is going to be a real shock to the system i mean at some point that's going to have to happen for people there's there's a reckoning that's coming a financial reckoning that's <laughs> right. coming so this is this is what the economy has done and uh, there's there's this really great uh
2: video out there if you want to see it uh i think it's uh hayek versus Ke- keynes the rap and, the rap video it's yeah. really awesome but what they they basically show is that um, you know the U.S. economy, and honestly, every government in the world has done this. Uh, has taken on this fiat currency and created for themselves essentially a hangover. So uh, you know when you when you artificially inflate the currency, you kind of uh, you, you know governments tell banks you got to lend on houses. You know the government gets involved in the economy the way it did and crashed the economy. You've got there's a hangover coming. Now you have two choices when you have a hangover. You can live through the hangover and try to try to, you know, work through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you can go out and start drinking again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's what's happening, people. The government just keeps on thinking it can it can keep on chugging fifths of vodka <laughs> to be able to handle this problem. And at some point or another, they're going to get alcohol toxicity and kill themselves. They can choose. They can choose. To turn this path around, but it is not in the short term expeditious for any of the politicians because they know that it's going to be a downturn. There's there's a price to be paid. Hangover stink yep, and. Yep. No politician's going to say, yeah, I want to be the one that said, let's take the hangover. They'd
0: rather delay the hangover until they're out of office. The next
2: politician, the right. that guy can lose. Um, so, you well, know, this is, this is also, how it
3: goes. Yeah, it's also like, uh, you know, as the ship is sinking, they want to grab the valuable paintings on the wall and, and you know, whatever valuables mm-hmm. are I don't think around. they know the ship is sinking. Oh, I the think they do. I don't think the politicians oh, I- do. I think they, I think in the back of their mind in their in their real self, not the politician self that, that you see on TV or that that gets interviewed in, in the radio and whatnot, but I think in they know what's going on, but they're part of the the upper class, the upper crust if you will of society and they have all these luxuries at the moment things are going good for the status banks, quo.
2: banks no bank bankers run the economy banks are not invested in gold and silver as heavily as they could be they're into a bunch of other stuff um, they you know the fact is they teach economics they teach. Keynesian economics at all these college. Keynes is economics in the world. He won. And Austrian economics, Hayek and all these other sort of what original economics was, they lost. People don't understand how economics works anymore. They really yeah. do believe. I believe that Barack Obama really does believe that he can spend us. These Democrats out wow. there really do believe they can spend us out of this uh, this recession.
3: Maybe I have more hope for these people than you no, do. Mark. I
2: just I don't. I, I you know they the, there's no evidence that these people are investing in things of value. They're gonna lose their well, shirts okay.
3: too. P- property is is valuable, or, or you know like when they get those pay those those Backs from the special interest group, and they go out and buy six cars and some property and put in all kinds of different names and <laughs> if corporations. If property was
2: valuable, why is it decreasing in a period of time when money has been being printed? You're right. Loaves of it's bread are going valuable. up. Property's no, going down. No,
3: it still has value. <laughs> it,
2: you can live in it.
3: That's right. Yeah, that you can much grow is true. food
2: on it. Hopefully, um, hopefully the electrical grid will stay up in the next few years. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what it's going to be like. Well, but... wasn't
0: it said uh, the other night? I think it was Wednesday night edition that there are. People are moving in with one another, so yes. there's actually more available properties out there than ever before. Fewer household
2: in the United States than there have been in decades. Well,
0: fewer households meaning there are people living in the house. There are plenty of empty houses now as a result yes. of this. So, right where you t- previously had two houses, you have one. Right. So if you've got six homes and you're only living in one of those six homes and yeah. you can't rent out more than one more of the six, then you've got four homes on your hands that you've got to pay to heat. You've got to pay to you know keep up whatever. And sure. that's that's an expensive hobby. Yep. I mean, it's not an investment. That's the, a hobby at that point. That's the new the a liability, new, the new well,
2: agorist uh, business model, is uh, setting house, setting fire to houses for uh, insurance money for people. Oh, I man. mean, frankly, it's it's uh, you know, there's a lot of people with a lot of vacant properties out there.
3: Well, you know, Ian for the politician, it depends on if he has a, if he has a mistress at each house. You mm, know, you <laughs> then it's an investment. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two
0: thirty one Jericho is with us, listening in Mount Jackson, Virginia, to WSVG.
3: Jericho, you're on Free Talk
0: Live.
7: Hey, what's up guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, uh, well, I, like I told your call screener, I was just ironically minutes ago explaining to my 10-year-old son the scam that they call social security. And uh he went in the house, I came out and turned your radio, turned you guys on on the radio and you're talking about money and the government, so I had to chime in. Excellent. But, uh, but uh like I explained to him, if he grows up and becomes an investor and he gets a, with all these people, all their lives, hey, you know, invest your money with me, I'll make your retirement fund. And he goes out and blows that money and loses their retirement. He's going to go to jail. But our government does it every day. Mm -hmm. And everybody's getting all bent out of shape about the money situation right now. But the fact of the matter is we've been letting them screw us like this since 1913. That's when the Federal Reserve came out. That's when they started the income taxes. And in 80 years now, they've been doing Social Security. They they were screwing
2: the American people before that. But in 1913, they put on the big strap-on. Uh-huh. Exactly,
7: they, they 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 increase the size of the screwing. I guess you could call
2: it.
5: Yeah,
7: but I mean, it, it's just we're held criminally liable for things, but they're not, and that's what people need to wake up and smell the coffee on. Until we sit here and demand that every congressman, every senator is held criminally liable for stealing our money,
0: never will happen. No, you can pound your fists and stomp your feet all you want, right? And, and, and the little
2: people, it. like uh, like the, the 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 ruled, they'll
0: agree with you, but. You know, it it just won't happen. You know, I don't want them to be held criminally criminally liable. I just want them to stop. I just want people to stop. I want them out of office. I want the office gone. Thanks, Jericho. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live.
2: Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site for free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go to promote.freetalklive.com and get a whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. A few of those things include printing out flyers and getting web graphics and banners and you can actually make your own graphics from our high res I think we even have vector graphics on there, which is like the most bestest possible graphics source you can get uh to make your own make your own t shirts if you want to I mean there's all kinds of things you can do with our stuff on the promote page. Uh, you can actually get your own free bumper sticker as well. The instructions are there the details the downloads all free. At promote.freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right. So once again, the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. I wanted to focus a little more on what Jericho said there out of Mount Jackson a few moments ago about, we've got to hold these people criminally liable. And I think that, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from. I at one time I think he said he wanted way. them out
2: of office, is what he said. Right.
0: He wanted them held to the same standards that we are. I don't know that he... Uh, I heard the term criminal liability. I wrote that down on y- yeah. what he said. Okay.
2: Well, I think that... Um,
0: Meaning... They're going to, let's charge them all right we can talk about that i don't know that i'm done. necessarily ready
2: to ascribe the, um, you know what he said to that go ahead
0: criminal liability you want to hold somebody criminally liable that means you want them punished in some way for what they've done and they've done some horrible things they 've stolen they 've killed they've uh, they, 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 they do terrible things so I understand where people are coming from on that sometimes I feel that way and then I get very angry sometimes when I see these people doing things like hurting my friends, putting them in cages, stealing money from people, etc. So it's understandable. I've been there. I'll probably be there again. And I, It was the other night that I kind of was reflecting on the things that have gone on here in Keene the last couple of weeks with my friend Jim Johnson being put in a jail cell for going over two weeks now, being held in solitary confinement because he wouldn't fill out a form. Uh, just all kinds of nonsense, people being put in in a jail cell because of a hat, somebody being arrested for using a video camera in a public place. It just goes on and on and on. And I'm paying for all of this. And so it's easy to get indignant about it all. And I realized last night I really need to apologize to the, the, the ornery guard who's, who's always yelling at me at the, the courthouse, uh, <laughs> Tebow. It's this old guy. He's probably Blah! like 80 years old. Blah! He's constantly barking at me. And I need to apologize for calling him a name. He thinks I called him an effing a hole one day. And maybe I did, and, you know, being upset, I'm, I might have done that. I think it's going to be his claim that I called him that first. I don't think that's true. But nonetheless, I'm going to apologize for that to him. And I'm also going to, uh, I'm going to forgive Tebow for assaulting me because it, it wouldn't be right for me to continue the cycle of violence. Are you going to tell him that you forgive him? Yes, absolutely. That's <laughs> – this is what? the thing. You don't <laughs> – What, what, Mark? It, it, when you
2: tell somebody that you're forgiving them when they haven't asked for your forgiveness, it just sounds condescending. JJ, yes. I'm going to forgive you for that shirt. What's wrong with my shirt? Uh, 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 don't worry about it. No, no, no. I no, forgive no. you.
3: No, no, no. No, no, I clearly forgive you. There's, no, no, see, that doesn't follow because clearly there is a, a problem between Tebow and Ian. Okay, the, clearly there's been words and physical actions. Indeed. Whereas my shirt has not done him it. Him apologizing. There is no evidence of my shirt offending you, sir. Right, well, sir. <laughs>
2: see, Tebow doesn't realize <laughs> he, that, uh, you know, Tebow thinks he's completely within his rights to have grabbed Ian because Ian's arm but, belongs to Tebow <laughs> when, when Ian is in the courthouse. I
3: don't That's care how Tebow, that Tebow see, thinks. It, that's it. obvious. That's obvious. I'm just right. saying,
2: if you want your apology, if you really want an apology I don't expect to be effective, that, oh, oh. I, no, no, if you want it to be effective, then apologize for calling him an effing a-hole, mm-hmm. if that's what you did. And I don't know, you know, I, I couldn't say I wasn't there. Uh, if, then apologize for that and leave it at that. If Forgive him in your heart. That's a good thing. But saying, I forgive you for being a short little whiny, you know, butthole, <laughs> that doesn't work.
0: Well, no, no, no. See, if, And I if, forgive you for that shirt still, J- <laughs> J- JJ. I'll Look, consider it, Mark. I, see where, I see where you're coming from.
3: Look, no, no. Here's the thing, though. Um, Ian, I mean, with the the complaints against him and whatnot, that all all that crap. Um, you know, forgiving him, I think maybe you know, okay, you apologize and you forgive him. I think that's a, like a two way street. Look, we both did something wrong, and I'm just saying, look, I recognize that that you've done something against me, I've done something against you, and you're saying, you know, both of those things by apologizing and forgiving. So I think that's a good way to communicate.
0: Well, my point being, I've, I see where you're coming from, Mark, on your suggestion, and I'll certainly consider it. Um, and, and you're right, to some extent, it is. A, it is a sort of a subtle jab. Maybe yeah, it's not even that it's subtle. Snide. Yeah, but the guy is a jerk.
3: He, he but, really gets but, off. Well, and then, not for, then you have not
2: yet forgiven him.
0: Well, no, I have forgiven him in that I'm not going to pursue anything against him. Like I, you know, I, I don't want to have Tebow being brought up on charges. I don't want to. And I told this to the sheriffs the other day when I was talking right. to them. JJ was there for this, and I, because I had filled out a complaint against Tebow. And it was that was what I was kind of reflecting on. Was like, well, that's not normally something I would do, and uh, I don't want to see Tebow punished. I don't I, like by going to jail or something like that. I, I don't want him to to suffer personally like that. What I told the sheriff was, look, what I'd like to see happen with Tebow is just talk to the guy, let him know he's he's been out of line, that he's he's you know he's got an anger problem. He's a he's a liability, I think, to some extent. Just just have a give him a stern talking to, and then I'll you know I'll be satisfied. But they're not going to do that, of course. They're not certainly not going to bring him up on charges. But that's really all I would want to see happen in this case. Again, this is the guy who grabbed me by the arm, attempted to force me out of a courtroom when I was in there attempting to record a public court hearing.
3: Well, and I went in with you after that incident happened, perhaps I think three or four days, and uh, that was the first day we found out about the camera ban. And so you know, Ian and I are, are in there talking about this with the bailiffs and the sheriffs are there, um, and Tebow's there, and he was so happy to enforce this. You know, oh, yeah. he definitely it, it definitely elicited a, a a look of joy upon his he, face. He was lording it yes, over us. Yes, and, and he was really getting into it. So um he's sick
0: i mean he's not going to change his behavior i doubt i just you know i just want him i'm to just know. saying
2: that if you want you know if you want to
0: <laughs> i'm taking it off my back there's That's a benefit
2: there's a that. benefit to uh forgiveness absolutely i just you know you're not going to get you're not going to get any kind of good feeling from him saying i forgive you
0: oh no i don't want any i don't care what he thinks i i don't expect him to change at all i expect he's gonna die an angry old coot that's what I expect out of uh, of Bob. The forgiveness Tebow. thing's working already. <laughs> well, well, that's true. He's an angry old coot. That's the f- <laughs> it's, it's forgiveness. Just, it's forgiveness is true. for true, Mark. Well, uh, uh, Mark, uh, forgiveness. Uh, you, have is you for, seen this?
2: I, I've seen the guy. I, I'm not going to disagree with the, He's with the ornery. assessment. Well, He's then, angry. <laughs> I just He's I'm power. just saying that there's no forgiveness here. He's a power. I'm not going to propo- propose to to be forgiving uh, uh, Tebow for anything. I'm not proposing to do that. I'm telling Ian that if you're looking to give to, to can still give forgive, forgiveness, he
3: can forgive him without saying it to him. He can he can take yes, on a he mindset can. That's the way a to peaceful do it. mindset of forgiveness. Yes, and apologize for his transgression or whatever. Whatever. Maybe he, that's what I should do. I, you're you're
0: persuading me on on that point. So my point in bringing this up is I don't want to see these people, whether they be Tebow or the politicians who created this situation in the first place. I don't want to see any of them brought up. On, I don't care about you know, all the things they've done in the past. They've done horrible, horrific things, and there's no amount of restitution these people could pay. There's nothing they could do to make things right. Sitting in a cage isn't going to make things right. That's just going to mean somebody's going to have to pay to sit them in a cage. So, yeah, they've done terrible things. Yeah, they're horrible people in, in, in different ways. I'm sure they're really nice with their families, but to us, they do horrible things. But I would be satisfied just being able to say it's over. And now I know that's not going to happen anytime soon. But if that if it were to come to some sort of, you know, like Ron Paul revolution, Ron Paul gets in and he's pulling the troops out. And, you know, it's uh, there are going to be people clamoring to bring Bush and Obama up on charges and war crimes and this and that. And no, no, just look, end it. Like national forgiveness. Ron Paul can forgive everybody I, the only, as far as I'm the concerned. Only,
3: the only point I'd like to make about that, the the accountability that comes from pursuing these people and finding out the factual... Ongoings that they were a part of, whether you know i mean there 's a lot of conspiracy stuff going on and there's and i don't prescribe to any of that because it's it 's a big distraction for me, but I think there's a lot of valid complaints and there 's a lot of of investigations that should occur to find out certain situations and i i mean i can 't give you a specific case, but I think there's a lot of the the politicians that that were in places of positions of power and knowledge and that could make decisions that ha- help. help certain things happen, I mean, there's, there's some answers that they should definitely be giving. I see
0: where you're coming from, but it, let's say you've got two buttons you can press. One button instantly ends the violence of the state. Okay. Nothing else. Right. The other button ends the violence of the state, and then goes after every single one of those people that you know the so-called deserves it. All the politicians and the aggressors. Yeah, they. It brings consequences to them. There's
3: jail sentences involved. There's punishment. Yeah. It's very what, putative. Which button would you press? No, no. I'd pick the third button, which is, hey, look, you can get rid of your job. Just hey, fill us in on what what, what went on. You know, maybe we won't get the whole picture from this person, but all these other people providing knowledge and information and. Not destroying their documents, they're and more not
0: likely to tell you the truth if you are not going to put them in a in yeah a no cage you're free to go. Them. That's but, why I'm saying, but just yeah, don't, yeah, just end it, just end the madness, and don't continue a cycle of violence because I see that as as continuing the cycle of violence. I agree. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Then you want to get yours, and then it's only a matter of time before somebody tries to get yours on you. Anyway, more coming up.
8: Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com/lc9.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program, and you can dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, an update on the lady that was facing 93 days in jail because of a garden. Wait, what? Yeah, we'll give you the, the latest on that here in a little bit. But joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. But first, we go to your phone call. Zach is in Arizona. Zach, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark.
9: Oh, hi guys, uh, I love your show. By the way, thanks, yeah, Zach. What's them. on your mind tonight? Um, actually, in uh, Arizona right now, there—I saw something on the news a couple of days uh, yesterday. Actually, CPS Child Protective Services is, is wanting to take obese children away from family members because they're obese.
0: Oh dear! Now, now, where yeah, is this? Arizona.
9: Uh, this is this is in Arizona. Okay. Now, I believe that this is a total violation of personal rights for a, fam- for a family, you know, like a father or a mother. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, absolutely.
2: Sure. I mean, I think when most people think of CPS, uh, that they, you know, what they want from their child protective services is to get a child out of the very worst situations where they're being brutalized, uh, you know, perhaps, perhaps imprisoned, raped, beaten, these kind of things. Um, yeah. But they're they're as with all government agencies their mission tends to creep it uh you know often they'll say just the the very idea that uh just, you know something might have happened they have no proof they it's just a suggestion they'll take your kid away and make you prove otherwise
9: yeah i mean um see the thing that people need to realize is that you know i mean we, child protect services don't even do a good job at like protecting kids from being i mean there's some some cases that they do save kids but right sometimes the
0: child protective services agents are the molesters themselves
9: yeah exactly and i mean they can't they can't get a hold on that like why would they take away my kid for him being well fed i mean you know yeah i (laughs) mean give him a cheeseburger you know I, i give him a cheeseburger every now and then but you know he eats a cheeseburger am i a bad parent for doing that how,
3: how often well, how when have they started doing this and, and how many children have they this, done this to? Yeah, is this a proposal so, or is it actually happening?
9: They're 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 in talk they're in talk they're talking about it okay. and I'm just voicing my opinion about it. And um sure. you know feeding my kid, I mean that's feeding my kid just because of fat and it and taking them away. You know, it's like coming to my household saying, Hey kid, you're too fat, you're coming with us now um that's exactly what, what, what it, that's it's it's exactly. coming. I
2: mean, this is absolutely the next it's sure, war the definitely. war on obesity. you can believe it's coming.
0: Well, we already have a situation where, like in L.A., there's a portion of L.A. where they banned all new fast food restaurants from being built. So the existing restaurants were yeah. grandfathered in, of course, and essentially this protects the existing restaurants from new competition. But the excuse is that, well, people are too fat, so let's just ban fast food restaurants. That'll solve the problem. Or like in uh, New York City where they banned trans fat or, you know, you name it. There are already examples out there of these government uh, know-it-alls basically imposing their particular belief system of what's Good for you. On everyone exactly. by force.
9: Yeah, and the, the other thing I want to say is like, okay, there. I mean, yeah, kids could be getting fat because they eat a lot, but there's also like, there's some there's syndromes like one I believe is called the Prady Willie Syndrome, Trader Willie Syndrome, something like that, where you can eat about uh, eight hundred to a thousand calories a day, but you can still get obese by that. And if wow. that, if my kids if my kid has something like that, you know, and I give them like. I I give him healthy food, and he still gets fat off of it. And the CPS comes in and takes my kid away. You know, that's they're they're calling me a bad father because my kid has a disability. It's it's right. I would say that
2: there's no circumstance where parents should be separated for their child for the amount that uh, they're feeding them. I mean, I just I I I, I can't come up with you know even a child that is uh, you know bound to a bed because of the amount of food that his parents are giving him. I don't think it's I don't think it's good, but I don't see CPS as having a role there. As far as I'm concerned, CPS's sole role and I don't think they stick to it, is to separate children from families that beat them, imprison them, or rape them.
0: Well if you think this is a bad prospect right now, just wait because once the government gets their hands on more of the health care in this country, for instance, then they're going to have an excuse. Yeah, they're going to do this then, to adults. Then, the, right? Then they're going to be then <laughs> fat if, camps. If you right, if you get this one size fits all government health care solution, then the government at that point will have the but their budget to be very concerned with, and they'll decide things like well. You know, if you aren't taking care of yourself in the way we say, if you're not eating the food pyramid, or if you're not eating, you know, this specific government approved diet and we find out about it, then you're not going to get covered. And they can do the same thing with your kids. Well, if your kids aren't eating the government-approved diet, uh, then you aren't going to be covered. And, in fact, if you're feeding them things that we disagree with, we're going to go ahead and take them away from you. I mean, it's already happening, as you're pointing out here. They're already talking about this. And having the government take care of health care would give them even more of an incentive to behave in this way.
9: Yeah. And, I mean, most of the time, like, you know, you can motivate kids. You can motivate kids all you want to, you know, get out there, run around, play fun, you know, get a healthy life, you know. But that's motivation. That's not really, like, saying, like, I want you to do this. You know, like, me, when I was back in, back in junior high school, I used, like, when I was in elementary school, I was, like, really fit, skinny, you know. When I got into junior high school, I got so stressed out with schoolwork, it was a little bit harder, that I actually started to eat more, got fat, you know, and then. Uh, high school came around. Well, high school, you know, a U.S. Army recruiter talked to me, and I got interested in joining the Army. And then I decided that, okay, you know, I'm going to join the Army. I can lose this weight myself. Now, did a government, like, did CPS come in and say, you need to lose weight? The no, recruiter you, never did it for your own,
0: you did it for your own reasons, whatever um, those did, were. You know, and I thank you, Zach, for the call tonight. I appreciate you bringing that up. It's a great uh, topic for discussion, 800 yeah, 259
3: The Arizona government, I think, is just crazy. Outright crazy people.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, they're right uh,
3: next door to California. So. A
2: lot of well, but they're the red state. Um, you know, they're 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 the they're, they're what you get when you get a real red state. I'm afraid, and it's it, people imagine. Oh, there's a lot of Republicans out there that imagine that somehow electing Republicans will make us free in America, and it's absolutely ludicrous. Take there's no evidence for it. Uh, there are plenty of red states out there. Take a look. Are they free? Uh-uh. Is South Carolina doing that great? How about Arizona? Texas?
0: I mean, <laughs> you Just know. Just look, look at the Republicans in the national level uh, offices. They grow government at a greater clip in some cases than than Democrats have. So whatever. They're all bad. They're all the same. They're all, you know, two sides of the same big government coin. But to go back real quick on his point about uh, the, the government, people taking away kids for being too fat. Or for not being fed the right things. Well, is the suggestion there that because the fat child gets into the hands of the government that the government's going to be successful at making them skinny? I mean, come on. This is the government we're talking about. Remember, incentives are backwards when it comes to government. So if you think for a moment that because the government takes away a child – like let's say you're somebody that supports this idea and you think that the government should take away obese children because the government's somehow going to be able to help this situation – Remember, you're talking about the government, and the government fails at pretty much everything that it tries to do. In many cases, it'll just fail outright or create the opposite of its intentions. So if you look at most government programs, when government programs fail, they get paid more. They get more money. So, in fact, the bureaucrats in the program that are the the, the Get the Kids Fit program of the CPS – they're not going to have that great of an incentive necessarily to uh, to thin out the kids because, well, if their kids are fat, they're still going to get funding. In fact, they might get more funding. Oh, man, these kids are just not losing the weight. We're going to need to have more money to come in here so we can hire more experts or whatever their excuse will be at that point. All, all I'm saying is don't expect that the
3: government's going to succeed uh, where these parents were failing. As Certainly, yeah, well, that's, that's definitely the point to be made. The government fails. They, I mean, they try to outlaw all these other things, prohibit uh, prohibit the alcohol trade. You, you saw what that did. Now, the war on drugs, you see how that's really working well, isn't mm-hmm. it? Drugs are so hard to come by. It's and a it, war on fat. Right, a war on fat. is what, it's just going to give us more fat, people? Is that the result? Uh, it wouldn't result? surprise me. But <laughs> what are they going to do with these kids? I mean, are they putting them in foster homes or, or is it like fat camps, as, as Mark mentioned? I mean, what... What are they going to do to help these right. kids? I don't get it. A
2: valid question. You know, the, the government's all about back padding and log rolling. And the the, the dairy industry, the meat industry, the, uh, the grain industry, these organizations are extraordinarily powerful. That food pyramid is set up based on some of those relationships. And I would expect that uh, mm-hmm. many of those organizations really want to see Americans fat. Uh, do you really want the government in between you, uh, you, you know, trying to, to mediate between an organization that wants you fat and or, and, and try, then trying to tell you thin? I mean, does it, make it tell you to be thin? Does that make any sense? And
0: then on the other hand, on one hand, you get the government saying you need to make sure your kids are skinny or else. On the other hand, you got the government saying, oh, you can't have that vegetable garden in your front yard. We've got an update on the lady <laughs> that was facing 93 days for having a vegetable garden in her front yard. What's happening there? We'll tell you about it coming up. Free Talk Live. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Toll free. 800-259-9231. Take control of these airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. We invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there for free. Uh, we do give them to you, unlike those other talk show hosts they want to charge you for their sites, you can go to freetalklive.com. You can actually create the content there. So if you see something online that you think is interesting and you would like our other listeners and maybe us to see it, then you submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com. And then others get to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike. And you get to vote on things as well. And the most liked make it to the front page in the top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see it talk about it on the air. Other listeners are more likely to read it. And it's, it's you guys voting and participating that has helped Free Talk Live break into the top 100,000 websites on the entire internet. which that is, That's great. Yeah, I was checking the Alexa rankings uh, just recently, just by coincidence, not because of the top liber- top 20 libertarian sites that just came out, or excuse me, top 50 libertarian sites that just came out. Uh, Free Talk I, Live I I was today. 20? Number 20 on Yeah, that that's list. awesome. Yeah. But I was just looking just for the heck of it, and we were above 100,000 for a while, I mean, for quite a long while, and now we're around 89,000, so the 89,000th most popular site in the world Thank you. It's all because of you. Anyway, uh, com. Get on over there and get interactive.
2: You know that the U- U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know that a new currency will at some point take over. And wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. And their value seems to be only increasing with time. They've been trending upward. You can find out more at WeUseCoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month or two. Your dollars have been going down. Bitcoins have been going
0: up. WeUseCoins.org. Let's go to you and your thoughts here and talk to Scott, listening in Charleston, West Virginia, to WVTS. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Hey, how you doing
0: tonight? Great, Scott. What's on your mind?
10: Uh, I heard you talking about uh, child procurement services and fat kids. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. I just had to get in on that a little bit. uh, Go ahead, sir. Because I've had... uh, uh, I've had some friends of mine that were that had run-ins with uh, the uh, child procurement services. I'm going to call them exactly what they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, you're being too nice. Yeah. They're
0: kidnappers. I, I mean, they're government, yeah, well, government-approved okay. kidnappers.
9: Okay, well, that works, too. But...
10: Uh... Uh, one of the things is, I don't know, it seems like we've got some, as far as you were talking about the food, too, is that what you're going to take away from being fat and this and that, because they're not having, a, they either have enough to eat or they don't have enough to eat or they're not eating the right things. And, uh, I mean, look at the role models that they've got. I mean, it, 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 here's Michelle Obama, right? And she's, she's putting out all this stuff about, oh, we got to eat healthy, 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 and then turns around herself and she's eating, you know, French fries and hamburgers and cheeseburgers and everything else, you know you can't do that. it's
3: healthy when it's, I do it i'm the yeah, government
10: do as, as I say not as I did yeah,
3: yep, well, the government can do a lot of things that a common layperson can not
10: you want it screwed up beyond belief that's when you get government involved
2: no doubt yeah that's they're very good at that, absolutely. What else did you want to share
10: well that i don't know if I told you the uh the time i was i worked so working on some rental property uh a friend of mine had one of the houses, and they had uh, I was over there in, in uh, probably December or January. I can't remember. It's been it was been a while back, and uh, I just remember it was cold. I was over working on a furnace, and uh, they come by because they were saying something about uh, uh, the they didn't have heat or whatever. And I said, "Well, I'm here. I'm taking care of the heat, you know." And uh, you know, she asked me my name. I said, "You know, I'm not giving you my name." Uh, so that's not relevant. Hold on. To who
0: who is it that came by?
10: Some government agent? This was child child uh, protection. went CPS.
0: So they come by because somebody had reported that there was no heat in the house?
10: Right. And I said, so I'm by there. I'm, I'm in the middle of fixing the heat. Got the heat on. It's running. And they get there. And, uh, you know, I just, I said, look, I said, I don't have to give you my name, first of all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Good and on second you. of all, these, uh, these children, because uh, first she wanted to go and take the children back and talk to them alone.
5: Mm-mm.
10: And I said, I don't think that's a very good idea. And she said, well, who are you? I said, it doesn't matter who I am. Uh, I said, I'm trying to help, say, help my friends out here. And I said, because I'm going to keep them from getting screwed.
0: And this is, and, and I'm uh, sorry, said, you're, you're the landlord, right, in this situation? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome of you, by the way, and, to, uh, uh, to stand what, up for your tenants like that. Good on you.
10: What they, what they did, I mean, this is what blew my mind. And uh, yeah, basically, she said, well, you know, you can't get involved. Are you a you know, relative? or what? I said, no, I'm not. And I said, but it doesn't really matter who I am. I said, and second of all, uh, you know these these people here—they're uh, you know, trying to do the best they can do. As far as I know, his kids aren't wards of the state, and neither is neither are they. And you can get out of my house. And basically told her to leave. And uh, she left. She said, Good "Well, we'll be you. back." I said, "That's fine. But
0: we'll be back." Yeah.
10: yeah, we'll be back.
2: Did she did she come <laughs>
10: like, Did when she that, come back? Uh, they never had any trouble with them. Again. Good.
0: Did she come initially with an, an enforcement agent, like a cop? No,
10: not not in not no, not that time. She
0: didn't. Okay, so she was all alone then. She was just kind of checking things out by herself.
10: Yeah, she was all alone at
0: gotcha. that time. I bet she would have behaved differently if she had an armed man with her. And good for you though. Did you let her in the house initially? How did she get to you?
10: She was. I was already in the house working. They had. Uh, I was working. Like I said, I was in the middle of working on the furnace, and uh, they happened to. I, I, you know, I heard of somebody at the door, and uh, you know, I you know yelled out. I said, "Better get the door." She was at the door, you know, and they ran up to the door, and uh, you know, she come in. She told she you know did her whole thing. She said, "Well, this is who I am." Da da, da 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 You know, I mean, you know, here another thing that, that bothered me too. Here she is. She comes in. She's dressed to the nines. I mean, half of what she's wearing, you could. Uh, I'm sitting there going, "Dear God, she spent a freaking fortune on what she's wearing," and you know, talking to people that you know can't afford clothing and food themselves.
0: So am so I to understand that it was the tenants that were home that at the time, they actually let her in?
10: They actually let her in.
0: I yeah. see. That's where the that's where the first mistake was made. But you did a great job picking up the ball and letting this woman yeah. know she was not wanted. You chased her.
2: the fox out of the hen house, yeah. that's for
0: sure. You really did a yeah. great job with that. I think people should look up to you as an example on that one. Thanks for the call tonight, Scott. Appreciate hearing from you. D- refusing to give his name? Good move. Yep. Refu- there's no reason, first of all, to talk to these people Period. If somebody comes to the door and you don't know who they are, you don't have any reason to talk to them, let alone let them into your home. If you feel the, the, the need to talk to them, you can talk to them through the door or go outside and lock the door behind you. Hand them a piece of tape, paper with your telephone number on it. I don't even, wouldn't even do that, necessarily. Call me. <laughs> well, the, I guess the one benefit of that would be you could possibly record the call if you had the right setup, for That's, that's, a, that's a good a setup. That's a good thing but, to have. But better than that, grab a video camera... That yeah, hopefully cam- you've got Video charged. cameras scare the bejesus out of them. Right, yeah, just because, oh, hold on one moment. Be and happy close- to talk to you.
2: Let me yeah. get my video camera. Right,
0: right. Just, just, no, you don't, no, you don't say that. <laughs> just, just, oh, yeah, hold on one moment. Close the door. She'll stand there and wait. And then you come out right out with the video camera rolling on her. Okay, yeah, how can I help you today? And see what she does at that point. Yeah. I don't give you consent to record me. You the can't. Re- get off my land. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Exactly right.
2: You know uh, we, we were talking uh, previously we were talking about uh, website rankings and stuff like this, and and we we had some information come out today i'm so excited about I this. I am Mark. excited about this. <laughs> I think this is
0: the least important topic I think this cover. is
2: a very important topic free talk live uh, you, you what five years ago? You did? You better cover it in the next 30 seconds. I can't do it in fi- 30 seconds. There's no way. Five years ago, <laughs> you right, did a you ranking did. of Free Talk Live's website <laughs> versus other websites of other major uh, talk show hosts. And uh, Free Talk Live is, what, close to the top 10? We're number 11 this year. Number 11 uh, most uh, you know, viewed website. But that's among- only
0: comparing us to the top radio audiences out there. It doesn't include all of the talk shows out there. Anyway, we're coming up here with your thoughts at 800 259 Free Talk Live.
2: Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Del Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Del Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DelValleySilver.com. DelValleySilver.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want and dial in at 800-259-9231. That is the toll-free number for you, 1-800-259-9231. And we invite you to our website. We've got news updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in, keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to follow us. Uh, You can do it via email, Facebook, Twitter, whichever works best for you. It's all free, news.freetalklive.com. Uh, On Free Talk Live, we talk
2: about uh, investing in gold and silver uh, on a regular basis. I'm a fan of silver. I think you can uh, you can get more of it. It's it's more usable in barter barter situations. Um, But you know, get what you want. I think precious metals are the place to be. It seems to me the government's going to continue to print money. They're going to continue to debase and devalue the currency. We're going to have a, a currency crisis within the next half decade. I don't know when. That's what I'm foreseeing for me and my family. So I'm investing in gold and silver. I think you should, too. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com and get uh, several types there. You can help Free Talk Live, help uh, Genesis Communications Network, and get some of the best prices on gold and silver on the Internet. It's gold.freetalklive.com.
0: All right. As we continue with you and your thoughts, your calls, we go to Daryl listening in Texas. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark.
8: Hey, uh, I want to do something that is very odd for your show. Okay, you To Carol? congratulate the government for being incompetent.
2: Okay, where? <laughs> in what way?
8: Well, uh, specifically in Washington, D.C., and specifically a prosecutor for the Roger Clemens perjury trial.
2: Okay, I, I remember attempted- something. I've heard something about this. Um, apparently, Roger Clemens uh, was being brought up on trial by the by this House or the Senate or something for having t- taken steroids. As if you know, this this organization well, should be trying potentially
8: something. perjuring himself in a testimony before Congress. Okay, gotcha. Uh, back in I think it was '08 when he actually testified, and they just did get around to the trial. The prosecutors attempted to use evidence that the judge had previously said don't use. Mm -hmm. It was a video where apparently uh, Representative Elijah Cummings from Maryland had video of another baseball player telling him or the baseball player's wife telling him that her husband was told by Clemens that he used steroids. That video was... Bad, you know, was That's hearsay. Not, yeah, it, it's not evidence can be used. Right. Well, the patient, today was the second day of the trial. Prosecution shows that video. Oops. With the quote from Laura Pettit up on the screen, they pause the video, and the judge calls prosecution and defense up. The quote still up on the screen in front of the jury for five minutes.
3: What was the quote again? Cut.
8: Well, uh, the quote is specifically, I, Laura Pettit, due to pose and State in 1999 or 2000, Andy, that was her husband, told me he had a conversation with Roger Clemens in which Roger admitted to him using human growth hormones. So that quote was up on the screen. And this for was five specifically what
0: the, had been ruled inadmissible as evidence. And, and then they paused it and kept it up there for this five was minutes. was
8: inadmissible.
0: Yes. So, so they declared a mistrial mm-hmm. okay,
8: and that mistrial is saving potentially millions of dollars
2: you don't think they 'll try it again just for the purposes of uh, dragging you know a big name celebrity through the mud?
8: Uh, as of right now, the judge has said that they'll do a continuation on September second to determine whether or not they will try to get a new jury and go ahead. But as of right now, it's looking like they will not try to prosecute.
0: There you go. Thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It's certainly true that sometimes their incompetence works out in your favor. And by the way, when you, uh, we talked about not taking the plea deal on this program, and I highly recommend people, this is one of those little little steps that folks can take when going after you for something like a parking ticket or whatever, don't don't plea out. Go ahead and take it to trial. Go ahead and make them, make them prove the case. That's what I'm going to do here uh, starting next week. I've got an arraignment in Concord, New Hampshire, so I'm actually going to spend however much money it costs me to get in gas up to Concord, which is going to be more than the $10 parking ticket on the first trip, and I'm going to have to take a second trip later for the actual trial, presuming they go through with it, and I, it sounds like they're going to. Why not? Um, so I'm going to have to make two trips to Concord. It's going to be like, I'm going to spend 100 bucks in gas and food and you know time, more than that in time, uh, just to, to essentially challenge this parking ticket. But it's it's the principle of the matter. Uh, I'm not going to give them their $10 or 40 bucks or whatever, because it's gone up, because I didn't pay it initially, so they, they increased it. But I'm not going to pay that. And the thing is, when you actually take these things to trial, you then really start to see all the holes in their case. Like, for instance, this parking ticket that uh, that they left on my car, they're saying that I parked the car in an area where there's no parking i'm not I'm not gonna testify here on the air or anything like that, but they clearly got the 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 form wrong, like they filled out their 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 complaint form incorrectly. Now it won't matter when it comes to trial because I'd have to testify against myself uh you know in order to disprove what what they were saying uh but but nonetheless, there's just so many mistakes that these people make. And they don't want to have to go to trial because then they actually have to make a case. And then their mistakes will become as clear as day. And even if you end up getting convicted, it still shows them for being incompetent. And it can be fun to you know, make them actually have to jump through the hoops. And that's what I'm going to do.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, isn't the idea of bureaucracy to overcomplicate and, and uh, create more paperwork than you have to and uh, to be incompetent? I mean – that's, that's kind of goes hand in hand with, with what they've created there for themselves. Right. Well, they want to
0: throw as much stuff at you as they possibly can to in- intimidate you into just taking the plea bargain. I mean, 10 bucks would have made this go away. And that's why most people take the plea deal. That, and when you pay a parking ticket, you're pleading guilty. So that's the plea deal. When you, when you send off the 10 bucks in the envelope and you send it to them, that's your plea deal. So they like that stuff because they don't actually have to work. Sure. And if, if enough people made them work... They would be so frustrated, they would give up on a lot of this stuff. They would just they wouldn't know what to do yeah
3: they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to to have the number of trials necessary that's right, right. it's it's not enforceable
2: what they do is they'll either make it so that you can't fight parking tickets in some way or another they'll just stamp some new law that says there's no more taking park t- parking tickets to trial you're guilty mm. and uh, or they'll you know stop giving parking tickets or something i don't know but either way it's an advantage because if people say well you mean i Am guilty just because your enforcement agents, you know, your enforcement agent is now judge, jury and executioner? Yes. Uh, You know, I mean, this is as long as you can show these people for the violent thugs that they are. I, I had a speeding or yeah, I had a speeding ticket recently um, you know I, I objected I said the judge was that the judiciary and the executive were in collu- collusion I, I, I you <laughs> yeah. know I said that the judge you know you let this guy in here with a gun you took away my one inch blade to- pocket knife yep. and then when I um you know then I, when I brought up the constitution the judge t- uh, told me that I couldn't bring it up I, I was questioning a witness he gave legal advice to the uh the police officer tell me there's not collusion between the judiciary and the executive we don't have a judicial system anymore people. No, we It's have, gone. We if have we, we ever did.
3: That's all we have is a government. One leviathan that that all it does is destroy. More coming up here with your calls 800 259
0: Let's talk to James in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. James.
11: Hey Mark. Hey and How are you guys doing?
0: Hey JJ's here as well. What's on your mind tonight James?
11: Um I'm a new listener. I started listening after uh, attending Pork in 2011. Wow excellent. And I highly recommend anyone attend if they've not.
0: Porkfest 2012 coming on on up uh, to, uh, June 18th through the 24th of 2012. Uh, mark your calendars.
11: Yeah, and I'm planning on actually moving to New Hampshire in a few months. Excellent. And referring to your call from the guy from Canada, uh, it's kind of absurd. You know, I'm moving from Georgia. I guess I'm going to be taking a job away from the local so I guess I need to go get a
0: work visa. You're referring to uh, a call from a different night. That, that, that didn't happen tonight. But uh, yeah... yeah. There- the, the suggestion by some border guard, apparently, to somebody who was trying to cross the border was that he couldn't come over and sell some books at a convention because it was going to take a job away from an American, which was absolutely absurd. And I think that's the point you're making. But you're welcome to elaborate and uh, continue with us here in a moment. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Always nice to hear of new people planning to make the move Definitely. to New Hampshire. The more that come up here, the better. The more numbers we have, the more people can refuse to pay parking tickets and such and crush the system under its own weight completely peacefully. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Even in these remaining moments, Maybe have enough time for your call, but you're going have to make it now at 800 259 9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. Once again, 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there free. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. You can do it for as little as three bucks a month. We take that three bucks in, we add it to other people's three bucks, and then we take that money and reinvest it into the show. Getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people around the world to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to join up. AMP stands for, by the way, Advertise, Market, and Promote. That's the purpose of the show or the uh, the program. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Get the details. Get signed up with any major credit card via PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our site and do it over at amp.freetalklive.com. Makes a big difference for us. That's amp.freetalklive.com.
2: The Free State Project is, a, is an organization that's important to me. It's important to many of the people here on the show. Most folks uh, that you hear on Free Talk Live have picked up and moved their lives for the Free State Project. And if you know anything about the Free State Project, uh, there's this 20,000 signer mark that uh, is sort of the goal to reach. And I, it's, it's taken a little while to get there. I've come up with a new plan for reaching that twenty thousand by reaching out to people in either petitioning uh, situations or telephone calling situations. Uh, I've you know working together with some uh, prominent free staters who you've heard on the air here, Jason Osborne. Will Buchanan, Brian Travis, to get this put together. It's called freestatenow.com, and it allows the just the average person that uh, is involved in the Free State Project. You don't have to be involved. You don't have to be a signer or a friend or anything, but likely those are the people that this is targeted at. Uh, allows them to sponsor a new signer. The Free State Project currently spends about $100 per person to uh, get folks in advertising to get folks to sign up. This project allows you to sponsor somebody for $35. That's a third of the rate. Go over there today and sponsor one, three, or ten signers. Please do it today. We
0: need your help. It's FreeStateNow 800-259-9231. We continue here. I think we still have James in Georgia with us. James, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. So, James, uh, you were talking about making the move up to New Hampshire, and I feel like we didn't give you a chance to get all your thoughts out.
11: Yeah, I guess my main point is it's important to realize that Just because more people move to an area, the goods and services actually increase and you have a higher standard of living. So you should want people to come down here from Canada and spend money and sell things. It doesn't hurt the economy, and that's so ridiculous to think that it does.
0: Oh, absolutely. Anybody that is of this mindset that you can somehow close things down and lock people and products out of this country and somehow have an economic boom don't even understand what they're talking about.
11: Yeah, when I move from Georgia, I'm going to be taking my money out of the local bank. I'm going to not be living here. I'm not going to be spending money. So it's a loss for them. It's a gain for New Hampshire. So I guess that's my point.
0: Well, absolutely. And plus, just these people that want to stop people from coming here, they also want to stop products from coming here as well. And me being able to buy a product from wherever increases my quality of life and it increases the uh, it lowers the cost of living as well because I have that many more competitive options out there I have the world that I can purchase from whatever product or service I'm looking for I can go anywhere where I think the best deal is or the best product is or whatever it is my criteria are in purchasing I can go to wherever that is rather than being restricted by some arbitrary line in the sand line in the forest somewhere that says well you can't buy something from somebody who it's like I can't buy something from someone in Montreal, but I can buy these people that want to lock everything down, but they'd be okay with me buying from you in Georgia, even though Montreal is closer than, uh, than Georgia, as though the distance is some sort of an issue. It's, no, it's the boundaries that
3: matter to them. Yeah, that's
11: a good point. And so, society works better when you don't hinder the flow of commerce. So uh,
3: Yep, exactly right. Here in Keene, it's pretty much like a trading post in this part of the state. It's very close to the Vermont border and the Massachusetts border. So people Mm -hmm. come over to Keene to buy things because there's no sales tax. So you'll have a lot of money from Massachusetts and Vermont coming into the Keene economy. You also have a lot of people getting work across the border. Yeah, but see,
11: in Georgia, when we got the sales tax, it's, oh, we're going to tax these out-of-state people. But they don't realize they're going to quit coming if you tax
0: them. Right, so that's right. That's kind of interesting. James, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at Right,
2: This is – it's ludicrous. People come across the border for several reasons in New Hampshire, but one of them is liquor. Uh, because you can get liquor cheaper um, at the uh, New Hampshire liquor store uh, than you can in Massachusetts and I think Vermont too. I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure. I don't know what the, but I know definitely Massachusetts. And cigarettes, of course. And, and cigarettes too. So if we were to raise the taxes, uh, well, they've got lots of people coming across the border for liquor. Let's double the taxes on liquor. There go your sales. Would the people continue to come across the border? Of course not. You no. would only answer yes. If you're a politician,
0: (laughs) only a politician
2: could be so remotely stupid, so remarkably stupid as to believe that you can raise the taxes on something that's being purchased and that it won't affect the amount of things being purchased. People are coming over and purchasing liquor in New Hampshire because of the taxes in Massachusetts.
0: That's right. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. We go to Shadow, listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Shadow.
7: Oh, hi guys, how you doing? Hey,
0: what's on your mind tonight?
7: I'm sitting in the middle of a lightning storm down here, but Ooh, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's yeah,
0: pretty I, I, as long as it doesn't strike you or your home or things that are important to you.
7: Yeah, yeah, we got a nice channel here, Channel Eleven. It's uh, what they call retro TV, and it's got shows on fifties, sixties, seventies, and so on. And mm-hmm. police stories, one I like, dog. But, but you know, even with with that program or all the other cop shows, it's always amazing how they show like if you get the crooked cop in there, you know, he just turns into a pariah, and he's gone, and all like that, you
0: know. It ain't like but that in real life.
7: Yeah, that's what I was saying. though know, Hollywood's out of touch. If they're trying to pass a message or something, because these days, at least from the 80s, my own personal observation, you're not going to make it as a cop unless you're a cookie cop. You know?
0: What is it that, I, I love what Adam Kokesh said from Adam vs. the Man. The first time I heard him say it was at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival when he was recording his show there. The, I think, the, uh, the, the to paraphrase, his quote was something like, you know, it's the bad cops that give the other 5% a bad name. Or something like that. <laughs> Some, the bad apples that give the other 5% a, uh, a bad name. Anyway, uh, Shadow, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. Okay. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You want a good police show? Police Squad with Leslie Nielsen from the 1970s. Oh, That's I don't funny know.
2: Stuff. Police Squad, I don't know.
0: I haven't seen it since I was younger, and I probably need to see it again because there's probably all kinds of jokes I didn't get. But it was funny enough back then. I know it's. I mean, being a fan of Airplane and, naked, uh, and naked Gun, yeah. Essentially, Mark, it's the pre uh, the precursor to the Naked Gun movies. Did you ever get to see any of those? I never watched any of them. No. Really? Wow. Have you seen Airplane? No. I, wow. I saw parts of it. Parts oh of it. man! <laughs> you are know, not much into the uh, the you know the, I just the not culture motivated by you know, the culture
3: of this country and the people and its blah blah blah. Just not no, motivated.
0: Just, <laughs> just not motivated. What's it, what's Why do you it? hate America? Yeah, all right, Mark, Mark. Give me a good comedy movie. A Mark, a Mark approved comedy film.
2: <laughs> well, I have enjoyed uh, the Adam Sandler stuff. <laughs> there where uh, really? like, He gets into a fist fight with uh, Bob Barker. Hmm. That's some funny stuff. Bob's yeah. just like sticking him in the face. I thought that Boom. movie was
0: okay. Boom. I
3: don't Boom. really. Uh, Which one I've was Seen that? a couple of his. The, the that Happy was. Uh, Gilmore? They, they all sort of blend together. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: they, they, indeed they do. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. That they they tend to be. <laughs> it's Adam Sandler getting acting mad. like a fool.
3: Yeah, Adam Sandler getting mad and going crazy.
0: So here's the news out of Oak Park uh, to follow up on the young lady who I guess she's a mom. She had some kids coming over to her yard. They were taking care of these gardens. Mark, I, what do you call them? The raised bed?
2: Raised bed gardens. Raised yeah. bed
0: gardens. She tore out all the grass from her yard because grass sucks. And she put these raised bed gardens in. The city of Oak Park comes after her with a threat of 93 days in jail over this. It blows up into a viral story on the Internet. People are calling from all over the place. According to the the story here at DebtNews.com, the Detroit News, the government bureaucrats got barraged with emails and even threatening phone calls have since then... Filed the paperwork to drop the charges. Wow! They didn't bother to tell Ms. Bass. However, they uh, just you know were going through that process, and
2: you know it, it, I think these bureaucrats believed. I mean, when this one guy was interviewed on television, they just believed that. Well, this is what people support. They support the rule of law, and this isn't what people support. People want to believe that the law is
0: fair, and they're coming more and more to the conclusion it's it's not. However, it's not over because other charges against Julie Bass have been resurrected. This time for not having licenses for her two dogs. According to her attorney, she says that uh, the issue's been taken care of. She believed that she had gotten the licenses. She believed she had gone through that process. Why do you need a license for a dog? So they can say no?
2: Right. I don't even think. They just want the money. No, no. So they can say no.
3: I've got chickens. The licensing is all about saying no. That's why the original no. marriage license is there it's and the gun money. license. In this case, it's about money.
2: I, I agree that uh, you know they, they may be able to tell this, you that. But. but
0: by the way, the dog license, not having that, that's a misdemeanor in Oak Park. So guess what? She's facing 93 days for not having a dog license. <laughs> Same thing. Ugh. Crazy. We'll people. be back tomorrow night. See you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month, get perks, and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com, and here's Mark.
2: All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post, and I have with me uh, Steve Smith. Steve, you there?
12: I am here. Nice to have you. Thanks for having me on, Mark.
2: Sure, no problem. Um, you know, we're, you've got a product. It's called uh, or website uh, vaporsmith dot com, and you've got a uh, you know these these e cigarettes. They're they're really sweeping the nation as far as popularity and stuff like that. A lot of people are finding them to be um, you know a, a better alternative to smoking.
12: Absolutely, yeah, it, they definitely definitely are. And as you know, I've claimed uh, twenty two thousand times healthier. It's purely just off the uh, the carcinogen levels found in the e-cigarettes versus tobacco cigarettes.
2: So, uh, are there carcin- carcinogens in the e-cigarettes? Now, you can't say. I, th- I thought you couldn't say they were healthier, but uh, you know, you have me saying that they're twenty-two times healthier, and you convinced me. I mean, I am already convinced. It's not hard to convince somebody that they're healthier because they don't have the carcinogens. Uh, but you know, are, uh, they certainly have fewer. But are there none?
12: Uh, no, there is not none. And, and and like most products we consume, there is some. There are some carcinogens in all products. For example, uh, the same levels of probe, what they call, unfortunately, tobacco specific carcinogens, are found in a serving of peanut butter. So uh, basically, I don't want to get super technical with our, with our audience, but there is uh, eight nanograms in a single cartomizer, which is equal to a pack of cigarettes. Okay. Uh, eight nanograms of cancer causing agent. Um, while in a pack of cigarettes, um, which is the equivalent, once again, of my cartomizers, there's 176,000. Anagram.
2: Seems like a lot so, more.
12: Oh yeah, a <laughs> lot, a lot more. And that's not even taking into consideration the, you know, four thousand chemicals that are hazardous and toxic to you that you also will find in cigarette smoke that you will not find in any of our e-cigarette products.
2: You know, I smoked cigars for a very long time and I went into a, uh, a smoking cessation place and the lady's like, well, you know, if you're smoking cigars, you're not getting all the chemicals that they have in cigarettes because they don't treat them in the same way or something like that. I don't know. She seemed like she was an expert, whatever. And so therefore she's like, eh, not that big of a deal if you quit smoking. Um, so, I mean, essentially what she was saying, I what I was hearing her say was that it's the chemicals in cigarettes that'll kill you, not the, you know, tobacco as much.
12: Well, that's, that's, that's partially true. She's partially correct. I mean, absolutely. The chemicals in, in the cigarettes are what's going to uh, kill you. But uh, the tobacco tobacco itself, is uh, when it's burned, it, contains, uh, it, it mutates, and, and it creates lots of carcinogens. It, it ends up uh, creating a lot of what they call those unfortunate tobaccos specific the carcinogens. And so even in, in cigar smoke now, while you're not supposed to inhale it and get it into your lungs, where your lungs are a very delicate and fragile organ of your body, um, it can still cause mouth and throat cancers and things of like that nature. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's still not a healthy habit. Right. Um, it's something you can enjoy from time to time because, hey, you got to live a little every once in a while. But uh, they actually make e-cigars, too. That's something we are considering uh, possibly branding into it. So.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I wonder if they're, um, you know, I, I mean, what is it? Just a, basically a bigger vaporizer, right?
12: Absolutely. It's a bigger battery and a bigger cartridge. So um, those who've tried my, my product, they know it already produces, you know, extreme, huge amounts of vapor, the e-cigar is actually produced even more. And mm. and just like real cigars, you're not supposed to inhale these. You just enjoy the flavor and, uh, you know, kind of exhale. So, it's uh, you know, you're you're getting, first of all, you're getting a much healthier version of a cigar that, that doesn't taste exactly like a cigar because, once again, it's hard for me to replicate, you know, smoke, a poisonous <laughs> smoke flavor. So uh, it's, uh, we try, it, we always say, just like you advertise for us, Feels like smoking, but tastes better.
5: Yeah,
2: you know, it's um, the the thing is, is it's not really smoke, right? Like these are these are uh, it, it's, describe vaporization for me a little bit, just uh, because I, I shouldn't try.
12: <laughs> uh, sure. Well, basically, there's there, there's the main ingredient in our product is something that you'll find in a lot of products in your home. It's called propylene glycol. There's over I think sixty years worth of studies on it, and uh, by different various organizations, and they're all it's recognized as generally recognized as safe. Um, hospitals use it, for example, in their heating and ventilation systems because it's a natural bactericide and viruside. Um, it's also used in non-toxic um, antifreeze. Um, most antifreeze has either ethylene glycol or diethylene glycol, and that's the stuff that you know you can kill your neighborhood pets with. That'll kill a cat, right? That'll kill a cat. Um, but propylene glycol, you know, it, it's not going to harm anybody. That's if, the I don't, cat, I
2: don't... That's the cat-safe uh, uh, you know, kitty dish <laughs> uh, uh, antifreeze there.
12: Right, exactly. That's the one the kitties can have and they're not going to
2: die. <laughs> <laughs> so, Still not a good so, idea, I'm sure, folks.
12: <laughs> right. And it's also the main the main substance is used in fog machines. So if you see a fog ah. machine ever, that's propylene glycol. And some e-cigarettes and, and some fog machines also use vegetable glycerin for people that uh, for the one out of every million or so that have found they're sensitive to uh, to propylene glycol. And they might say they're sensitive. I mean, during use, one out of a million here, they might develop... Uh, you know, a rash or red eyes. It's it's very rare. Um, but basically, what happens is is the there's a there's a there's two parts to our product. There's a battery and what's called a cartomizer. And the cartomizer has both an atomizer and uh, a polyfill material that holds the, the e-liquid, so to speak, which actually is just the 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 12 ingredients that make up uh, the flavors and the nicotine of the cigarette the e-cigarette, and basically what happens is that battery heats up the atomizer. Atomizer gets the, the liquid drawn onto it. It immediately disperses into vapor, and basically that vapor is mainly washer. It's, it's composed mainly of water because um, it does some really neat things that I want to get to all scientific with. But basically, when you when you see someone using an e-cigarette and exhaling, they're exhaling about 98% water vapor. So it's like the steam coming out of a cup of coffee. Right. The rest are the flavorants. Um, but 1.99% of its flavorants that you would, set, like food flavorings that you would get from, you know, some artificially, artificially flavored foods. And then uh, the rest of it, that 0.01 might be some residual nicotine in there. It's, um, some studies say 0.02%, some say 0.01. So we'll go with 0.01 and a half. Okay. 0.015. am good is that? Which is far less than you would get from eating a tomato. Uh, right, uh, people don't know that
2: tomatoes do have nicotine in them. People often don't know that.
12: Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of foods. Anything that's a nightshade family will have nicotine in it. So peanuts have nicotine in them. It's it's uh it's not it's not an uncommon chemical compound.
2: Now, um, so you know, this means that you can smoke it pretty much anywhere. The only thing, the only trouble you're going to have is if somebody sees it and it looks like smoking and it bothers them for some reason, right?
12: Absolutely. So you have people that, that see it and they, you know, they they think you are smoking. And, and uh, when I first tried e-cigarettes, and you can read about the story on the website more uh, on our about us page. When we first, you know, when I first com. started That's right, vaporsmith.com. Uh, uh, we, uh, you know, we they, almost all e-cigarettes were trying to even make the what, the what we call in the smoking world the cherry look like a real cherry. So they had either orange or red lights. I thought, you know what? Let's let's take with the hassle that I had to deal with when I used to get approached and, and be told I couldn't use that product inside of a bar or inside of the the, the comedy club, And I'm going to make my lights blue. And so the tip of my my e light up blue. And and I did that to save everybody hassle. And I've never been hassled with my with, the, with these before. So um, basically, there's you can smoke them just by anywhere. Private property rules still are in effect. And I know that there are some states and cities that are currently in the process of. Of trying to regulate them, but that's really because of different pressures from, uh, really the pharmaceutical industry, which you know kind of can make the FDA do whatever they want and uh, push the the government because we're a small lobby compared to uh, compared to big pharma. So, so
2: why does big pharma <laughs> not want these? What's their what's their motivation?
12: Well, obviously the motivation is like any other business; it's money. Um, they they make a lot of money off a product that they that they know that ninety eight point six percent of the people that use it are going to fail. Uh, using, they make the nicotine replacement therapies such as uh, the gum, the patch, the lozenge, the inhaler, the uh, and of course the uh, the, the deadly drug chantix, which Jantix, is. Like, yeah. uh, I took Chantix. I, I
2: took Chantix for, um, I think it was two months or something like that. I can't remember what it was. And I think I'm one of those people that didn't, uh, freak out over it. Uh, but I mean, it, it was, <laughs> it was kind of a strange experience, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't freak out on it or anything like that. And I was successfully able to, uh, cease smoking, but I was really motivated too. So, <laughs> right,
12: um, exactly. And that's really what it comes down to. And, and anyone who's, who's trying to quit smoking, is it, it does require your, Motivation. Now, sure. I can't legally say that our product is for quitting smoking, but anecdotally, there's a lot of people that have switched to a healthier option, like we say, um, and have switched to e cigarettes, you know, and and they have ceased using tobacco.
2: Yeah, you know, um, so. if if this happened two years ago or whatever, um, you know, I mean, I just I, I didn't feel like e-cigarettes were, I, I don't know, they weren't on my radar at the time. A couple of years ago, when I was quitting, I probably would have just gone to this. I mean, I didn't, I I enjoyed smoking. <laughs> it was the you know the taxes that uh, Barack Obama was putting on um, cigarettes and cigars and roll your own and all that other stuff at the time. That's what bothered me. So you know, I wasn't willing to to do it. But um, you know, it's
12: what's the thing about this? There are no taxes currently. In- Place for your yep, cigarettes. That's true. I'm not going to put it out of the reach of the government to yep. one day decide to do that.
8: But, I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
12: but uh, but there are currently no taxes, so you're not paying that that giant federal tax and the giant state tax. That and if you live in New York City, for the New York City listeners, you're not paying that giant Bloomberg. I want to control what you consume. Tax. Um, you're you're literally just paying for the product, and uh, it's a lot cheaper than than uh, tobacco. I mean, uh, you know, if you're a pack a day smoker, you're going to spend about seventy dollars a month. And, uh, and for me at least, that includes shipping. Um, whereas, depending on what part of the country you're living in, you're going to spend between 190 and as much as, if you're one of those New York City listeners, as much as you know, 300, 400 dollars a month. So you're going to save a whole lot of money and, and get a lot and, and have a much healthier option. Is it, and and I, I want to stress that word healthy. You mentioned earlier. Can I really say healthier? Yes, I can. Uh, that's fine. What I can't say is it's safe. And, and it's, okay. it's one of those catch words, you'll see them in the press releases. Is your product safe? Well, absolutely not. There is nothing in the world you can do that's safe other than lock yourself in an airtight bubble. And, sure.
2: How many people yeah. die sitting on the potty every year? You know, I mean, you can't say. <laughs> oh,
12: yeah, exactly. You can't say There's something safe. safe. Got it. Yeah, nothing's safe. And, and, but I can tell you this. No one yet in six years has died from complications of e-cigarettes or e-cigarette use. And I can point to Chantix and say, hey, people have died from that. You can point to the patch where people have used patch cigarettes and maybe even an extra patch, and they've died from nicotine poisoning. Mm. But you can't point to anybody who's ever died from an e-cigarette or any kind of e-cigarette-related diseases.
2: So one of the things that people are concerned with, one of the things I would have been concerned with, is what's the smoking experience like versus a, a cigarette or cigar or whatever it is that people smoke and consume? Um, you know, I mean, it's, does it taste like a cig- cigarette? Does it feel like a cigarette? Because, I mean, you know, I... I <sighs> There have been times when I said, "Man, that's a really good cigar." I really, I've really enjoyed that. What's, what's the experience um, otherwise?
12: Well, yeah, um, absolutely. And, and like I said before, we can't replicate, you know, toxic poisonous gas. We just um, we smoke. We can't do that. <laughs> but what, what we do is we try to give you the closest experience that, that, the experiential uh, feeling of like you're inhaling, uh, like you're inhaling smoke, but you're actually inhaling just warm vapor. The vapor comes out at about ninety eight point six degrees so it's it feels warm it doesn't feel cold um you, you get your your lungs feel like they're being they are being filled up with vapor um, instead of smoke. the taste is not like tobacco i mean we try our we try our best to replicate tobacco flavor, but what we find is most e cigarette users they when they first start they think they want that tobacco flavor and then what happens is eventually they go, look at all these other flavors, and they taste so good like uh for example, I know that uh you know one of the other sponsors of the show I gave him uh, some some uh some cherry to try. Yeah, I knew he was a cigarette user, and he he just he just loves it. He thinks they taste like maraschino cherries. Yep, and so yeah, they taste better. I mean, you're not having to taste. Basically, in an ashtray. Yeah, it's that's
2: kind of – <laughs> you know, when you switch even cigarette brands, uh, you know, it's, you still have to get used to a new taste. If you're switching from Marlboro to Winston or whatever, do they still make Winston? I have no idea. Um, but, yeah. with, you know, um, you're still getting used to a new flavor. So, you know, I mean, to me, that's just what the difference is. I I did try one. You sent one to, to Ian and I, and it's um, – the zero milligram uh, nicotine one. So this is just kind of for, for thrills, mm. and it's uh, you know it's it's awesome. You're you're holding it. It's you can get the whole smoking experience without uh, with for me without having the the nicotine. But is there a difference between the? I mean, nicotine is a poison, right? You can kill somebody with it. Is there a difference between ones with nicotine in them and ones without?
12: Um, as far as the flavor, no. What you what people might experience slightly. Um, between the zero milligram nicotine ones and then, of course, the, the three different levels of nicotine that we sell um, is uh, what, what, what most smokers would call a throat hit. When, when your nicotine is, uh, if you've ever used the gum, for those out there who have tried quitting smoking before, and you use the gum or even if you chew tobacco, there's that little tingling sensation that nicotine does give you when it makes contact with your, with either your throat or your, your gums or whatever. Um, that you won't find in the zero milligram. But in in our, with the team, you're going to get that little tiny throat tickle slash, you know, little pinch. It's not a painful pinch. It's what smokers experience and what they like. So, yeah, you're going to get, it's going to be different with the zero milligrams. You're not going to get that little, a little tickle or pinch in the back of your throat when you inhale. Um, you're just going to get pure flavor. But the flavor, the flavor between, you know, that's going to be exactly the same. The experience is exactly the same minus the throat hit.
2: I got it, so um you know when i i I tried an e cigarette like one time at a uh tobacco shop uh, probably a couple of years ago, I took one uh, hit off of it and I couldn't inhale it um I mean you know maybe it was because of the throat hit and it had been so long since I had smoked at that point um, that I was just not capable of uh, inhaling it, but this one I didn't have any trouble and do you think that it's the nicotine difference or is there some difference in your product or what?
12: Well, there's a lot different to my products. For one, I I have one of the more powerful batteries out there. Now I the hear market, that's really so.
2: important. I don't want to. I, I want to step down for a second, but this is kind of the this is kind of the inside track on um, e-cigarettes. Uh, and I hate using the term; it's really a nicotine vaporizer. But um, exactly. on on these uh, e-cigarette vaporizer deals, is that it's got to really heat up, um, you know, a larger portion because you can get the kind of chintzy ones out there that'll just kind of kind of throw a little bit of tobacco at you, or uh, I guess. A little bit of nicotine juice at you at a time um, and it just doesn't it's not as satisfying and that's why some people are uh, you know will will trail off and go back to cigarettes or whatever I would guess
12: right exactly and so what we did was when we were when we were you know engineering our product we wanted a battery that was really strong well the problem with with the strong with batteries is that you know as, as far as voltage goes is that either you get to make them giant and they make modificate mods there are custom boxes out there that are literally the size of a deck of playing cards that who wants to suck on the end of a deck of playing cards? That's right. Me. So what we did was we actually added a little micro booster to a lithium-ion battery. Lithium-ion batteries normally have, have a charge of 3.7 volts. There's not really a way around that. It's just what it is. But if you can, if you can boost it, you can you can increase the voltage. So what we did was we got a mo- nominal, nominal charge of 4.5 volts, which allowed us to have an under under-load uh, voltage of between 4.2 and 3.8, and what that really does for you is it, it doesn't sound like that big of a difference, but what it really does is that extra 0.6 to 0.8 volts, it really, really vaporizes that, that that liquid a lot better. You get a lot more of that vapor um, to where, you know, you if I can actually blow out more smoke, more vapor, excuse me, then smokers can blow out smoke mm. from a cigarette. So, it's uh, it, and that's one of the things that we want to do. I mean, you know, we saw the landscape. We've, I've tried, I've spent thousands of dollars on e-cigarettes before we started our own business, and uh, I said, okay, well, here's the weaknesses in the industry. Let's see if we can, we can kind of, you know, take away these weaknesses and uh, reach out to the public and say, hey, look, our product's better. We're going to save you money. We're going to, you know, save your health. just like everybody else. But we're also going to, um, you know, uh, give you a better experience. And I mean, if you, I mean, you said you tried e-cigarette before. And I almost guarantee you it didn't put out as much vapor as the stuff that... I couldn't say.
2: I I probably I didn't even take a pull a full pull off the thing, so I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you that. But I can tell you that this is when I t- hear people talk about this that have you know bought e-cigarettes in the past. They're they're trying to you know come up with the best ones. This is the thing that they talk about. So this is what um, this is one of the things that you and I talked about initially, and it was very important to me. Is I you know I don't want to be representing one of these uh, chintzy products. I I do believe in this product. I. I think you know I think that it's it's such a better idea if you know because smokers enjoy consuming nicotine most of them aren't saying to themselves i don't want to ever do this again they're saying to themselves you know i should quit because this is unhealthy but they're not saying i hate nicotine so here's a way to consume right. nicotine in a way that's similar to you that you can do in so many other uh, ways cuz i remember i remember i mean this is my wife didn't want me smoking in the house I actually didn't smoke in the house before I met her I, I never smoked in houses but I lived in Florida so <laughs> when I would go outside in New Hampshire I'm sitting in the snow with, uh, with you know, like I had gloves with two fingers cut out so that I could hold the cigar more properly <laughs> I'm, I'm all bundled up I've got you know like everything but my mouth and my eyes is covered it was just I mean this is such a better way to consume the nicotine that uh, you know and, and and i guess another thing a, a cigarette smoker might say to themselves is hey you know uh you know i'm living kind of hand to mouth right now the economy's bad I can go to the store and I can get a pack of cigarettes for seven bucks or six bucks or I don't know. You'd have to tell me, Steve. Um, you know, however many bucks a pack of cigarettes is. But, you know, what's it what's it cost for your cardimizers or whatever? You have this uh, 40 cartomizers. You get a free starter kit. What's the what's the initial outlay and how long does it take to get delivered and stuff like that?
12: Well, anywhere in the United States. Well, let me 98 percent of the population of the United States I can reach in two days. Wow. Um, I- yeah, so you order it, and if on it's Monday through Friday by 3 p.m. Eastern time, you'll get it two days later, uh, business day Saturday included as a business day. Um, so if you order it on a Thursday before 3 p.m., it'll be at your house on Saturday, unless you live in one of those really small pockets around the country, like the little tiny cities in Arkansas, really, really, really rural areas where there just is a, it takes longer to get to you. Yeah. Um, but, but 90% of the people in the United States I can reach in uh, three days, um, and, uh, we've actually, we've actually an international company. So we ship to, we ship to a few different countries so far. We've had customers in the United Kingdom and also Canada, which of course, sometimes we forget is a separate country, but, um,
5: <laughs> they're <laughs> so, so close.
12: Yeah, they're so close. It doesn't feel like a separate country. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, and one thing you talked, touched, asked about, I, I apologize. I was not, uh, I did not respond, respond to was, is nicotine poisonous? Um, I'm going to answer that question with, 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 a uh, kind of a funny answer, um, water is poisonous at the right, right amount of levels. Food is poisonous. If you were to take all the food you eat in a day and eat it all at once and try to stuff it down your throat, you're probably going to choke to death and die. And
5: rupture your stomach, yeah.
12: Right, and you can drink enough enough water to kill yourself, too. Nicotine um, is highly toxic, absolutely, in the, in the right amount of dosage. Um, one of the reasons why my company does not sell the e-liquid or the nicotine liquids is because of that reason. We want it to be kept sealed in the atomizer. Um I don't want to sell a bottle with thirty milliliters of solution that has five hundred and forty milligrams of nicotine in it because that that amount could kill um you know almost ten adults uh Jeez. pretty easily so so, <laughs> so
2: if
5: for whatever, whatever
2: reason a kid got a hold of it and it tasted like orange pop, uh wham, he's out of there right
12: oh yeah, it's kids' young kids and and that's who i'm I'm most worried about is uh you know about ten milligrams uh direct love of, of you know instant ingestion of nicotine. Um, will more than likely cause heart attack, stroke, or aneurysm in them. So, um, but to answer that question a little bit further, the amount that you get from you know uh, a cigarette or from our e-cigarette is not toxic, especially because there's no way for you to vaporize all the nicotine all at once inside of my my e-cigarette um, because it's just impossible. The the cartomizer would burn out if I even let you do that. But luckily. We have a microprocessor inside of the battery that shuts itself off after six seconds of use, so that you can't go and burn the cartomizer out.
8: You can't um, even pull. But, you can't even
2: pull for longer than six seconds.
12: Right, you can't pull for longer than six seconds. So, and we don't do that just for customer's protection. We do that so that we make sure the product lasts a long time for them, um, and uh, we don't want to overheat the the, the, uh, the little little atomizer coil inside of the cartomizer. Um But also, nicotine in itself, you know, in in, in small in smaller doses is not any more dangerous than caffeine so you know if you have a cup a few cups of coffee a day and I know that most of your listeners um, like myself probably have a at least three to get them awake in the morning um, <laughs> but that's what nicotine is nicotine is a stimulant it's, it's, uh it does the same things that caffeine does it does it does cause your arteries to constrict and your are like that but um, so it's caffeine it, it's, a, it's a stimulant any yeah. stimulant you take is going to do that to you um you know, so even even uh, you know, our, our, your buddy Ian, when when he uh, takes a pull on his uh, his other kind of smoke, um, mm-hmm. that's a stimulant, and it causes his his heart rate to heart rate to increase. It causes his arteries to constrict. So you know, the one warning that I would give to people out there is if you if you do, if you do have heart problems, you, I would recommend talking to your doctor. I mean, most likely, more than likely, he's going to tell you that if you smoke cigarettes, that you know, smoking using these are going to be you know orders of magnitude better for you but you know for people that have heart conditions you know maybe they have uh you know uh, they're going to just got a quadruple bypass i don't recommend nicotine uh, you know right after they uh, get out of the hospital so right well i mean um, I, su-
2: I suppose for everyone the recommendation is uh, don't do any of this stuff but it you know it's it <laughs> every smoker knows that that's the recommendation and they don't do it there's still 19% of the population that's smoking and um you know i mean that's that's what they're going to do because well, actually, yeah, they're 30, not stopping
12: not the last three years we've actually seen an increase in the number of smokers and uh in, in the united States so you know we've actually seen a, a slight increase so you know we had smoking down and then you now it's back up on the rise again and um and that's that's i think' it's from social socio economic times people aren't spending you know their times on vacations they're going out to the bar where there's more people smoking yeah. and, and so i think I think what we're just seeing is that the uh, you know when the economy goes bad, people are doing things that cost less money.
5: Makes sense. Unfortunately,
12: they're 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 you know they're seeing themselves an early grave on the installment plan of seven dollars a day. So.
2: now uh, we got to wrap this up. I want to tell people about the special offers. You've got uh, free shipping on all orders over sixty dollars, and people are always looking for free shipping. Nobody likes to pay for shipping. Um, now, so can can one order forty cardamizers? Is that um, is that 60 bucks so will one get uh, a free uh, you know starter kit and free shipping if one starts out with 40 cartomizers?
12: yeah 40 cartomizers, 69.95 you get free shipping and you get a free standard starter kit absolutely. that's awesome
2: that is awesome that's a great deal so essentially yeah, I mean, all you're doing, doing that. all you're doing is you're paying for the cartomizers. you get the kit and you get the shipping for free
12: absolutely what are, what, what are the flavors
2: what are the flavors you can
12: choose between uh reds uh, which is a tobacco flavor, yep. um, Turkish, which is a Turkish uh, tobacco blend, classics tobacco, and then we get into the menthol, the cherry, which I know you and Ian love, and the vanilla.
2: Got it. And uh, that's you know that's basically it. It doesn't smoke. It doesn't smell. Um, you can smoke it inside. It's not going to ruin your furniture. It's not going to make your wife mad or whatever. You can uh, people can go to vaporsmiths.com dot com and order there, or they can call 855.
12: 855 to get vapor, and actually. I'm actually so you can use it all about anywhere. I'm in a really nice hotel. I'm actually here for an Anthony Robbins uh, uh, kind of get together we'll and get pumped uh, up I'm
5: then. <laughs> actually,
12: yeah, a little pumped up. I'm, I'm actually taking a break from it. I'm sitting inside this beautiful Renaissance hotel here in Schaumburg, Illinois, and I'm just vaporizing away here. So
2: Awesome. That's eight five five two get vapor, vaporsmiths.com. Steve, thank, thanks for the time.
12: No problem. Thank you, Mark.
6: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary
12: drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated, so send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com yourfamilytoday.